0: i
1: Hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday We're taking you back to the 80s, 90s and early 2000s And we may also take you back to the 70s We're doing it in reggae, reggae fashion today
2: zungo go zungo zen Say if you have a paper, you must have a pen And if you have a start, you must have a end Say five plus five, it equal to ten And if you have gold, you put them in a pen And if you have a rooster, you must have a end now Zungu, 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 zeng Zungu, 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 zeng Jumpy, happy, jump jumpy, jump jump jaya You know, fi call yellow man, no, boy yeah. Lady, and then, well, you When you save this really, me have a patch Yellow man made it And you say, after me don't made it Me set it If you have a paper, you must have a pen And if you have a start, you must have a end Say five plus five, it equal to ten And if you have both, you put them in a pen And if you have a rooster, you must have a end now go zungo zeng, zungo Zungu, go zungo zeng. Jump for happiness and jump for You know, if call yellow man, no boy Lady and then you so take for Brave like lad him, call him child You know fi call yellow man no boy You know fi call John John no boy You know fi take aya knife he boy Zungu zungu go zungu zeng, watch it Zungu zungu go zungu zeng, catch it Zungu zungu go zungu zeng, ka zero zero one one nine. Cause your love man, make you feel so fine. Me chata, em lyric, me, me, chata, me na rhyme. Me na eat like me full up a rhyme. Cause your love man na commit no crime. Cause zungo zungo go zungo zen zungo zungo go zungo zen hey. Go shunpeng, go shushu shunpeng, eh. go shunpeng, go shushu shunpeng Say if you have a start, you, you must have a, a end. end Say if you have a paper, you pass me the pen But tell the yellow man, I'm too much girlfriend Can't offer the matter, but me am not a girlfriend You are idiot, boy, me have a hundred and ten Say all of them, them be yellow children All of them, them be yellow children Some live a king's I don't have me a pen None of them
1: one of my favorite yellow man songs yes indeed sure you haven't heard this one in a long time from the slick guys johnny too bad
3: We gonna run One of these days, when the hero boy say, "Come, we gonna run to." gonna run to the rock and rescue. There will be
1: no rock. Gonna squeeze in the Ethiopians before we get started. Taking you way back today, it is hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday. Vibe, I know, but it's just Thursday. Getting you ready for the weekend. What can I say? Here are the Ethiopians trained to scaffold. It's a quarter past the top of the hour, it is time for us to go and get started. We started off with uh, Bunny Waila, Wayne Smith, Yellow Man, the Slickers, and the Ethiopians. We're gonna get to some more music after we run through the headlines. To all of our listeners around the world, everyone logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, and everyone listening on JanoRadio.com. Of course, I have to say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It is Thursday, February the second. #TBT Throwback Thursday. Thank you so much for joining me for coffee and world news on the go. Every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Remember, you can follow me on TikTok, Moments With Me Media, on Instagram, Moments With Me Media, and on Twitter, Me Media Moments. And the mean everything is MI. And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today. In the Caribbean corner, two men facing human trafficking charges in Antigua. Barbados Defense Force to be Center of Excellence for Medical Response. Local number portability live and free in Barbados now. In Jamaica, police investigating rape and murder of a 10-year-old girl in Lucy Hanover. Growing recognition may have led to architects killing. Two rape-accused policemen, we spoke about this yesterday, have been remanded. And talks are still ongoing over Rosalie Gage Gray's future with... Future? Future? Uh, That should be the past! Anyway, with the CPFSA. And we're going to have those stories and more. Plus, the SSL breaks its silence in ongoing fraud investigation. In stories on the international scene, U.S. military, to gain expanded access to Philippines' bases in efforts to counter China. You know, I saw this heading about two days ago, and I completely ignored it. I tossed it to the side, I'll be honest. But someone said, um... 2025 may be the year when there is a war between China and the U.S. I hope this is not the case. I really do hope. Well, King Charles will not be appearing on the new Australia $5 note. Those stories and more are coming up in News Out of North America. Impassioned calls for police reform at Tyree Nichols' funeral. After Tyree Nichols's funeral, Biden faces pressure on policing. Uh, ongoing conversation we're going to talk about that uh senate democrats grapple with pressure to remove gop's blue slip authority on judges in business and tech news the brits are not happy they are seething with rage and you can understand understandably so because shell boasts profits hit a record 40 billion dollars When everybody was paying ridiculously high prices for oil, it's a a beast slap in our faces. Let me just say that. And Frontier announces an all-you-can-fly summer pass. In health and science news, your child's academic success may start with their screen time as infants. In lifestyle, Black on Black celebrates Black culture while exploring history and racial tension we're gonna have sports news and believe it or not news as well stick around don't you dare go anywhere here is errol dunkley with okay fred we'll be right back The 2000s with this
4: one oh. voice of oh. Damon Marley oh. featuring oh. Nas Road to Zion got to keep on working It's burning On the road Zion, Clean and pure Meditation Without a doubt Don't make them Take you like Who them took out Shall we be Dirty looks and grudges and jealousy And police where you abuse the authority. Media clowns when I know about variety Single parents where need some charity Youth where you need some love and prosperity Instead of broken dreams and tragedy By any plan and any means and strategy See, you got to keep on walking yeah. on the road. I
5: man way to do this track with you man yeah, they know you, got to walking, yeah. the to Zion Zion. you gotta keep on walking. on the right You gotta keep y'all. Yeah, yeah, you gotta keep Sometimes I can't help but feel helpless. I'm having daymares at daytime, wide awake, try to relate. This can't be happening like I'm in a dream while I'm walking. Cause what I'm seeing is haunting. Human beings like ghosts and zombies President Mugabe holding guns to innocent bodies In Zimbabwe, they make John Pope seem godly sacrilegious and blasphemous In my lifetime, I look back at paths I walk Where savages fought and pastors talk Prostitutes stomping, and high heel boots And badges scream at young black children Stop, but I will shoot I look back and could crack, plus cars that pass by Jaguars, mad fly And I'm guilty for materialism Max is still up in the prison. Trust that. So save me, your saviors. I'm raising an army. Revolutionary warfare with Damian Marley. Spark in the irons, march in the zine. You know how nice be, NYC, state of mind. I'm in this world of calamity, dirty looks and judges
4: and jealousy. And police where abuse them, majority. Me, the clowns, when I know about variety. Boom, the youngest guests, and I go murder them slow. Rock a muffin sent to call me from the bush bungalow. When I know not watch it make a clear out my voice now, Figaro. Emerge from the darkness with me, big blood to glow. They yammer them as common spectator get low. Some boy could a big like bamba, Figaro. Boss off, trigger finger, trigger end and, then trigger, toe. and then, trigger toe. I too got me up, my boss, them in a stereo. Cause I got to keep on walking.
1: Thank you once again to everyone listening online, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for tuning in to QMZRadio.com and JohnNoRadio.com. Got to give a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. After all, this is where the conversation happens. This is Coffee into World News on the Go. Keep it locked. It's
0: where the homeless
4: roam the street, where broken glass and broken dreams are shattered and scattered amongst the Had to give you another Damien Marley. Dream of a mansion above the F, no one to speak up on their behalf. Now tell me, do they stand a chance where there's more food than mouths to feed? Where you'll find those who claim to lead because of all their personal
1: greed. Gotta listen to the words. More
4: than they need. They don't help those below the F. Instead, they'll stand aside and laugh. As if it's all we'll ever ask. When will
6: they make a change?
1: This one is titled Stand a Chance featuring Tretch and Yummy Bolo.
4: Where there's more hunger miles and food to eat is where the homeless roam the street. Where broken glass and broken dreams are shattered and scattered amongst debris. Separation are rat and still they laugh. And dream of a mansion above the F. No one to speak up on their behalf. Now tell me, do they stand a chance where there's more food and mouths to feed? Where you'll find those who claim to lead. Because of all their personal greed, they always want more than they need. They don't help those, below you know the F Instead they'll stand aside and laugh As if it's all we'll ever ask When will they make you a change?
5: To the ones who create a son When children
4: Dalgons, they roam the night In hungry hands waiting to bite The first sign of any food in sight you in the dark searching for light Hard times they face is not a choice Police curfew is no surprise And with no one to be their vice Do they stand a chance Where there's more food than mouse to feed Where you'll find those who claim to lead Because of all their personal greed They always want more than they need the instead they stand aside and laugh As if it's all we we'll ever ask. When will lay me, it's like home never take her damn did we get. Say I get when we need an arty. And show me go on up, don't tell them food, don't cross me. That's only worse in they brought me. And that's why them time bless me with no post secur. Me know that I kill them softly. And then they're not really even who they think they are. And fear for farty While well, old filthy rich Big belly and arty. The real Gideon Will be arriving shortly Got rust and peeping Get drunk with clarty We live longer cause we full no salty We grow stronger And them can't assort me So you'll rest up Our love and make salty
5: Children leave your hands To the one. To create the sun My children In your light You'll shine in again
1: Thank you so much once again to everyone listening online. Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. We're going to go ahead and get started. And of course, we're going to kick it off in the Caribbean Corner. Why am I starting all over? Getting caught up in the music. I was so wrapped up listening to um, the the words of that one. Stand a chance. But you know what, Desmond Decker, I'm going to come back to you. Let's go ahead and kick it off in the Caribbean Corner. The first story takes us to Antigua and Barbuda. Two men facing human trafficking charges in Antigua. Story courtesy of CaribbeanDodgeLoopNews.com. Two Antiguans could end up spending up to 25 years in prison for allegedly smuggling 12 Indian nationals into the island. Sometime recently, local Coast Guard reportedly impeded a boat which was carrying 11 adults and one child who were reportedly coming from Dominica. It is said that the police found Alvin Goodwin of Gray's Farm, Antigua, driving the boat, which reportedly belonged to Parham Resident Cavorn Crump. the duo was subsequently arrested and charged with human trafficking and conspiring to traffic humans. They appeared they both appeared before a magistrate on Tuesday and were placed on a two hundred thousand dollar bond and told to pay fifty thousand dollars to secure their temporary release. Their travel documents were also taken and they are required to sign in at a police station near them a couple times a week. The 11 adult migrants were also arrested for entering the country illegally and were fined $1,000 each last week. They have since been repatriated. on over to barbados courtesy of tt.loopnews.com barbados defense force to be center of excellence for medical response the defense and security forces across the caribbean will now be centers of excellence for various aspects of tactical response and training barbados will now act as the center of excellence for the faculty of medicine to train soldiers and officers and work with regional and international security partners to improve and enhance responses from all participants in the short, medium, and long term. Guyana and Belize will be in charge of jungle training. Moreover, and this is according to uh, Chief of Staff of the Barbados Defense Force, Commodore Errington Sherland, when speaking to Loop News, Barbados will maintain responsibility for medical response. We will also maintain responsibility for non-commissioned officer developmental
7: training
1: and also for drill and ceremonial. This was one of the decisions that came out of talks during the UK Caribbean Defence Heads Conference that was held at Hilton Barbados. Furthermore, he explained Trinidad and Tobago will maintain responsibility for developing the maritime type training. Guyana and Belize will be in charge of jungle training and special operations, recognizing that we have to be a bit flexible. Jamaica, they already have the Caribbean Military Academy. It is really how we can bring our resources and not necessarily depend wholly and solely on development partners. So if we can bring the training into the region, then we get more bang for the buck. And that's the approach because we do not need that training, but it matters how best we utilize the very limited and finite resources that we all have, including our partners. Well, it's something we've spoken about here. Um, that has been expressed here the need to rely on the region more the exchange of resources more we talk about trade goods services well it is good that this is happening and I will let you know I did not know and um, yes I have to choose my words carefully, right, Jabet? I did not know that um, Jamaica had a Caribbean military academy. That's something I learned today. So, you know, always learning, always learning. Yeah. So that is good. Good news. And uh the the more we come together as a region, the stronger we can be and we can make greater strides, my belief. All right. Uh, Coming up next, we're still in Barbados. Local number portability, live and free in Barbados now. This story is courtesy of barbados.loopnews.com. Telecoms customers in Barbados can now switch or hop from service provider to service provider without facing financial consequences and take their mobile or fixed telephone numbers with them as well. After 22 years, local number portability, is now a reality for customers on the island. Uh, And I quote, we are very keen on ensuring that consumers have the best experience. At the launch event, which was held at the Courtyard by Marriott, Minister of Industry, Innovation, Science and Technology, David Ishmael, he told the audience comprising of senior officials from Digicel Barbados and Cable & Wireless Barbados Limited, as well as other government officials from the mis ST, MIST team, members of the Fair Trading Commission and consultants Northpoint. And I quote, I am elated to announce that Barbados's telecommunications sector has come of age. This government, your government, has delivered on its promise to introduce local number portability to Barbados, the ability for customers to be able to make an unfettered choice of one service provider or another a fundamental consumer right is now possible. In simple terms, local number portability is the ability to keep the same telephone number when changing service providers. With the introduction of local number portability, consumers who wish to retain their number while changing their provider can enter any Digicel or Flow retail store and request that their mobile and or fixed landline telephone number be ported away from their current service provider to the new provider and the minister stressed that this process is supposed to be painless hassle-free and free of cost and of course the request to switch networks should be completed within 24 hours so this is amazing um yeah I'm not sure if it happens in other Caribbean islands, the ability to be able to port your number free of cost. I hope so. And if that's not the case, I do hope that other Caribbean islands will encourage their um, telephone or their telecoms, I should say, providers to follow suit. Free of charge. We have enough expenses as it is. All right, we're going to hop on over to Jamaica for the next set of stories, all courtesy of nationwide radio jm.com and let me go ahead see i'm doing a little better with pulling up sound bites having them ready (laughs) okay this one police investigating rape and murder of a 10-year-old girl in lucy hannibal the police have taken one man into custody in connection to the rape and murder of a 10-year-old girl in lucy hannibal The child has been identified, and I'm not going to release her name because she is a minor. I'm not sure why Nationwide has put her name out there. She should be protected, Um, and I'm not going to give her nickname either. I will just say she's of a Q district in Hannibal. It is believed that she was raped and strangled. Head of the air. Oh, well, is it okay to release the name if she's deceased? What are the rules where that is concerned? Or should we still protect because then her parents could come under um assault of some degree as well Hmm. you know what? i'll refrain for now until otherwise guided it is believed that she was raped and strangled head of the area one police division assistant commissioner of police clifford chambers says the man is in protective custody
8: investigation with regards to the death of the student of uh, the school in Hannover um, is far advanced, I, I can advise. Um, at this point, there is a male who is in custody. So far, he is in protective custody based on the investigative lead at this time. Um, there are senior investigators who are um, at the scene now. Others are going to the scene. And later on today, um, we will be in a position to provide more information on it. But she is a student um, of Esher primary, and um, she did not reach home at the usual time. An alarm was raised. Um, The citizens um, and the police launched an investigation and a search, and coming out of that, A male has been taken into custody. There are three other persons who are with the police at this time, um, and based on what information has been provided, the investigators are of the view that the information is credible and those will be a part of the investigative process going forward. But there is a male who is in protective custody at this time. And in short order, I was told by the investigators they will be able to give a more comprehensive um, roundup on the matter where charges are likely to be preferred. But the investigative process is really on way in earnest.
1: Her lifeless body was found in the queue area sometime on Wednesday night. Uh, the police say her mother reported her missing. <sighs> What do we do with the person who did this? If, they're, if the person they have in protective custody is the alleged criminal, what do you do with someone like this? The human, I'm human. I am human. And I know what the human side of me would want to do. Sorry, now nah, wait for no police to deal with nothing for me. Deal with it myself. Very sorry to have to say that, but that is how I feel. As a mother, you rape my 10 year old child and you murder her. What satisfaction do these men who call themselves human beings get out of even thinking of approaching a child? What goes through your mind that you would look at a child? And feel that it is okay. I'm sorry. Yesterday, when we, I, I can't remember the article we were talking about. I think it was a Tyree Nichols article. And I remember a comment in the chat saying, what if we were to do back to those who commit these atrocities? Do back to them the very things that they did to their victims. How would they like it? An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Is that where we should be headed? Probably.
9: Good morning. Good morning,
1: Javette.
9: <laughs> you already know what I'm going to say. We already So know I'm you. just saying good morning. Chop it off. Chop it off. Don't need it.
1: But chopping it off is still not going to stop the feelings that they're going to have.
9: Okay, I'm going to reserve. <laughs>
1: I'm going to be quiet. I'm
9: going to be quiet.
1: Yeah, yeah our yeah. comments we will, we will keep for off the air. Th- this is just disheartening. Um, it really is. I'm sorry. In our next story, two rape-accused policemen have been remanded. This is a follow-up to yesterday's story. Uh, Two of the four policemen in St. Elizabeth held on suspicion of being involved in the rape and robbery of a 26-year-old woman were remanded in custody when they appeared in the St. Elizabeth Parish Court on Wednesday. That's according to the head of the Constabulary Communications Unit, Senior Superintendent Stephanie Lindsay. The four policemen were arrested on Tuesday following an incident that reportedly happened on Monday night. At least one of them reportedly robbed and raped the woman after she failed to come up with the $50,000 demanded by the lawmen to avoid arresting her for breaches of the Road Traffic
10: Act. I got in relation to the matter that's currently the investigation that um, the matter was fixed for a judge this afternoon and two of the members were remanded in custody and two were released pending further investigation.
1: So all four were there. Why you released the other two? Because from, based on the story yesterday, all four were fully aware. <laughs> the other two were there. They were present. So I'm not sure why they, they, even if they did not engage in the rape, they were complicit. They did not stop. They did not stop. The act from being carried out. They did not. I don't know. Go right ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
11: Good morning, Moments.
1: Good morning, Uh, Fabian.
11: Man, it's hard to wake up to this news seemingly every day. Tell me about it. And, you know, these crimes against children, I, I don't know. Maybe somebody can inform me, but I don't hear them in other islands or nearly as much. I don't know. Maybe I'm completely wrong. It just seems, it seems like a routine here. Is it um, a routine? No, it, it just seems way too routine. Uh, we look at the, the, the murder of the architect, uh,
1: yes, uh, which, Darling. Is, which is coming up next.
11: Right. And I just want to say this, you know, um, we're in a process of sending police forces and other, um, law enforcement to haiti and and trust me i know what's going on there they need as much help but are we taking care of home first and my answer to myself is hell no excuse my language That's okay. it's hell no it's no we're doing everything else we're having all these ceremonies all over the place and we're getting so caught up in it but are we taking care of the number one affliction in our homeland crime and I think it's no. Whatever we're doing, it, we're not. it's not working. It's the same old tired game plan that we've been using forever, and it's failing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to think that we have so many innovative minds in Jamaica, and this is what we keep coming back to, to the same old result. Let's try something different. I don't know what that is or how that looks, but we shouldn't be sending people elsewhere when our own backyard not take care of. Not even close. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Fabian. Learn to dance a yard before you dance abroad. Meaning, clean up your house, get your business in order before you start attending to the business of someone else. Do we have the human infrastructure to be able to send human resources to Haiti? And what impact will that have on Jamaica? Meaning, with the moving of them to Haiti, and nothing is wrong with being um, humanitarian and wanting to help our neighbors. Don't get me wrong. We're supposed to help each other. But when we move the the human resources to Haiti, um, are we going to have sufficient feet on the ground in Jamaica? Are we going to see an uptick because we don't have enough feet on the ground? What's going to happen? So I hope um, they are going to be very careful. Go right ahead, Javette.
9: And the other side of it, what's the mindset of the people that you're sending? Because if it's the same mindset that they have back home, then you're just going to hear the same stories in Haiti. Mm -hmm.
12: Mm -hmm.
9: That's how history has shown us as well.
1: Facts that is so true so so true (sighs) oh boy but I don't know what or let me not say what who these men have influencing them I said it yesterday there was a time when women and children globally were off-limits you would never kill a child abuse a child attack a child children were even more protected than women they were looked at as the future and i remember if you harmed a child the whole community had to deal with you we've got too comfortable Our desires have overtaken us that we have zero self control. Who are these people that you're hanging out with that foster your mindset to make you think it's okay to do what you do? To beat women, kick women, and be able to give the excuse that you're stressed out, as in the case that happened. With the man um, when he left court, was it last week or the week before in Jamaica? Kick the woman outside. Not care. Huh? You stress out? I don't know. I really don't know. In our next story, taxi operators must outfit vehicles with child seats on the new Road Act. Regulations under the new Road Traffic Act require taxi operators to equip their vehicles with booster seats if transporting young children. Under the new law taking effect Wednesday, motorists will incur a fine if transporting a child to a vehicle without authorities. Um, without what authorities have described as a restraint system. The fine, $500. Program Director of the National Road Safety Council, Victor Anderson, says taxi operators are not exempt from this provision.
2: How does that okay. apply to public passenger vehicles?
10: Public passenger vehicles are not exempted.
2: So a public passenger vehicle would need a child seat? Yes,
10: but it was negotiated away by pressure groups, uh, taxes taxis in particular, and seatbelts in the rear seats were also negotiated away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the police were not enforcing it, but I would hope that they will not get away with it this time because it's a, it's a severe hazard. A child or an adult in a crash um, that is not restrained by a seatbelt can fly through the air and kill passengers seated in the front or or go through the windscreen and die by coming into contact with the road. But it was Jotc buses do not require these safety devices. The driver is required to be secured in a, in a, um, with a seatbelt. This is so all over the world, and the theory is that these buses do not move as rapidly as motor cars smaller vehicles and therefore they are not likely to create the same kinds of of safety issues for persons who are not seated properly
13: you know and and I must point out that the transport operators development sustainable services welcome the new road traffic act it's time for high ground and if this in any way this act in any way can reduce fatalities on our roads we welcome it we have been talking about that for the past few days um, where the regulation speaks to um, car-restrained seats for minors. Now, as you might know, that they, the tax is supposed to carry three persons in the back and one in the front. Now, if we are to carry a car-restrained seat for minors, it means that, that that minor will have to pay a full fare. They cannot charge a minor. So we have two different laws you're saying we should not charge a minor um certain fears i know you're saying we should have a car restraint seat for minors that would our passenger load
1: to two and reduce your income i i see a backlash from that now i do agree with the child restraint but <laughs> i'm sorry me as a taxi driver mega charge a full fare because typically you'd put a child in your lap right Um, so how is that gonna work I think you um, they need to revisit it I'm not sure I don't have a recommendation I'll be honest I haven't thought about it much but I'm just speaking based off of what I'm hearing right now because a seat takes up an adult space so you want to protect them of course Um, can we charge half of the adult fare at least because did i just hear right where it say you don't charge hold on hold on let me go back and play
12: this clip. we have been
13: talking about that for the past few days um where the regulation speaks to um car restrained seats for minors now as you might know that the the tax is supposed to carry three persons in the back one in the front now, if we are to carry a car restrained seat for minors, it means that, that that minor will have to pay a full fare. We cannot charge a minor. So th- we we'll have two different laws. You're saying we should not charge a minor um, certain fares, and now you're saying we should have a car restrained seat for minors. That reduce our passenger load
1: to two. Or what's going to end up happening is that Taxis are not going to want to take people with with minors. That's what's going to happen, especially if, the, if it requires them um, outfitting the vehicle with a booster seat. They're not going to want to take them They're You know, so passengers are now going to have to cough up the extra money and probably charter a taxi. Where's just them and them it in the car? Yeah, that seems like the only result. That's what's going to happen. That's what I see happening. And um, passengers should not be surprised because this went into effect uh, yesterday. Passengers should not be surprised if they are denied. And no, that is going to create another problem. So what is the result? What is the middle ground? Where can we meet in the middle? So beneficial to both parties yeah um in our next story talks ongoing over rosalie gage gray's future with the cpfsa why why are we still having talks they haven't uh, yesterday we, we highlighted that the separation package was not yet finalized even though the termination paperwork was signed off on by the governor general on friday Let me just go ahead and read. Nationwide News understands that talks are still ongoing regarding the future of embattled Chief Executive Officer of the Child Protection and Family Services Agency, CPFSA, Rosalie Gage Gray. This, despite at least one media report on Wednesday, which said Mrs. Gage Gray has been sacked. Acting Permanent Secretary in the Ministry of Education and Youth, Maureen Dwyer, told the News Center, that the ministry is still awaiting a conclusion to the talks following last week's meeting with the public service commission psc
14: the psc met and by all indication they were
9: about to continue to do their work on the case since then i have not heard anything officially from them nothing official has come. To me
15: you know,
16: there's
9: a process. So as a ministry, we made recommendations to the PSC, but they must now act based on their own mandate. And in seeking to fulfill their mandate, I'm sure they want to ensure that they have a full understanding of the situation so that when they act, they're doing so within the laws of the public service.
1: That was the voice of Maureen Dwyer, Acting Permanent Secretary in the Ministry of Education and Youth. Mrs. Gage Gray's contract is set to expire in August this year. The PSC is reportedly considering recommending to the Governor General, Sir Patrick Allen, that Mrs. Gage Gray be fired. She has been under fire since the damning report from the Office of the Children's Advocate accused her of failing in the duty of care owed towards the state over a controversial relationship with American Karl Robansky. Robansky the executive director of the nonprofit organization Embracing Orphans, had his education certificate suspended in the U.S. after it was established that he had sexually inappropriate exchanges with a minor. At least three wards have alleged that Robansky had inappropriate conversations or contact with them while they were in the care of the CPFSA. She can't be there until august but if the paperwork was signed as according to the as per the report yesterday today is tuesday what's taking so long why are they still in talks regarding the future i don't know i'm clearly missing something i don't know She's definitely in some position of power. That's all I can say. Growing recognition may have led to architects killing. The man who was shot and killed by a gunman traveling on a motorcycle in halfway through St. Andrew Tuesday evening was a respected architect who had done work for several prominent business people in the country, including sprint legend Usain Bolt. He is 42-year-old Johan Darling of a Kingston 8 address. Darling, a Wilmerian, and had done design work on several buildings in the corporate area, including the Fontana Pharmacy on Waterloo Road and Burt's Auto Parts on Malines Road. He was also working on a major development project on Hope Road in St. Andrew. Nationwide sources say he had taken the construction industry by storm, with clients impressed by his vision and quality of work. Our sources say his meteoric rise in the industry fostered jealousy and may have had a role to play in his murder. Head of the St. Andrews Central Police Superintendent Marlon Nesbeth says the incident took place in the evening rush hour.
17: About 6:35 yesterday evening, the police in Upper were alerted to a gunshot being fired in the Cargill Avenue area, vicinity of Kibo Avenue. On arrival on the scene, they saw the body of a Mr. Yoran Darling slumped over the steering wheel. <sighs> Uh, x Motor Vehicle. From information, he was proceeding from Skiba Avenue area when two men on a bike, the pillion of which fired a shot in the vehicle. The vehicle subsequently went across the Avenue and collided in a perimeter fencing. Then the pillion got off the motorcycle and uh, fired several shots at the now we would appreciate the fact that many persons saw what happened. We're asking for the assistance of these persons to progress the investigations around this matter. We're asking them to support, talk to us. We need that help, definitely. We are pursuing several leads around it otherwise. And we are aided also by technical means. So we'll give this all the attention it needs as we pursue to bring the perpetrators to job.
1: Clearly, a hit was put out on him. And these people you you know what gets me? The person who paid the people on the bike to carry out the hit, they are cowards. You want not kill a man? Bro, you ain't going to kill him yourself. I ain't doing it for you. Because of me, I'm me, i go get catch. Not you. No amount of money in this world you can give me for kill somebody for you. You're a coward, whoever you are. And there's more than enough if if it's a matter that he's targeted because of his um talent, which of course has caused him to take the industry by storm, everybody wants him, what that should say to you is step up your game then if this is somebody in the industry in the in the um construction industry, another architect or architects who feel that he's taking out a piece of them pie what that should do is encourage you to step up your game see how you can evolve see how you can pivot see how you can you know learn something new not be jealous of the fact that this person is in high demand if that's the case go ahead Fabian
11: yeah if that's the case uh, moments uh, you hit it right there on the head Um, you know, we don't know. Man, it's just tough for me this morning, just hearing all this stuff. It really is. And uh, I don't know. But um, we need to to at least try to do better. Like, try. Like, I I don't see the urgency. I know I said it earlier when I came. I I just don't feel the urgency I feel in other things. I I don't. Maybe I'm missing something. That's all. Thank you.
1: You and me both. You and me both, we're missing something. I don't know what's wrong with us. There's something wrong with us as human beings. Jealousy is nothing new. We're born with it in us. If you watch a baby, it's, it's something in us. But we learn to control our jealousy. We learn to control our anger. We learn to control all the things of a sinful nature that we're born with. I said this, you know, we, we, when we hear about... Um, Let me know if you're hearing me, because I just lost internet connection. Clubhouse, please let me know if you're hearing me. My internet just chipped out. Okay. I don't think Clubhouse is hearing me. Clubhouse are you, yes, we can hear you. Good okay night. good thank you thank you thank you because my internet chipped out thank you so much appreciate that yeah we as I was saying we're all born with a sinful nature inside of us greed jealousy envy hatred covetousness all of that we're born with it in us but we are taught to control those things we are taught not to follow through on those things we're taught also about love and if we say we truly love meaning we love ourselves then we won't do harm to others we won't but as i just said no amount of money in the world you can give me your dirty act. If I'm gonna go to jail, I'm going on my own accord for what I did. Let us think rationally, reasonably, sensibly. Oh, how much them pay you for kill the man? How much so? A couple thousand dollars? Was it worth it? Now you are on the run, you're in hiding? You worrying for your life? And when them catch you. You're crying. Why you are about alpha? You're not saying you're a bad man. Don't cry. And yes, I know we can sit here and say, um, lack of resources, lack of income, all kind of things can lead to this happening. Why they would take money to kill somebody. But yesterday, just yesterday, we spoke about the young lady who came up through the very CP um, FSA system who was abandoned, went from foster home to foster home, was adopted, rejected, given back, who said all she wanted was to be somebody. And she became the somebody she wanted to be. We would say the chips are stacked against her, but she made a decision. It was something she wanted, she aspired, and she worked towards it. So we all have a choice. Not saying life is easy. It's not easy at all. But we have a choice. Yes, we may have to go through some struggles, but we have a choice. No met nobody taking a turn in a, in a criminal out there. Don't do it. A man come to you and say, "Listen, we want you get rid of somebody." No, Bridget, go do that yourself. You know. Because now you have to go find a gun. Chances are you probably don't own one. If you don't own one, it's illegally owned. You, and I, I remember some years ago, I was speaking to a young man who is from one of the inner cities in Kingston. And, you know, he spoke about his growing up. And I said to him, where do they get these guns from? He said, you know, you have a rent-a-gun program. You can go rent-a-gun from a man, you know. Yeah, you go rent-a-gun. So chances are this is what you did if you don't own this gun, and as I said, you probably own it illegally. How do you sleep at night? How do you sleep at night? I hope them catch you. And I hope you will not be an idiot and sit down and take it alone. Make sure the person who carry you, because you are a pillion rider, so the person who carry a complicit but even more complicit is a person that paid you them just as guilty as you young man 42 years old as i said right fabian not sure if it's a case of jealousy because he has taken the construction industry by storm whatever it is whatever the reason it doesn't warrant him being killed in our next story pantons confession alerted ssl to bolt's account according to the firm the directors of embattled investment firm stocks and securities limited ssl say they only became aware that Sprint icon Usain Bolt held an account at the entity when a member of his team visited their offices and revealed that Jean Ann Panton had confessed to stealing money from his account. The stunning admission is contained in a seven-page statement released to the media on Wednesday. And I am going to go through the statement, um, but I'm going to do it after we take a music break. But I want to do this one first, all right? Um. The directors and management of SSL say Bolt's account, under the name of his holding company, WellGen Limited, was never brought to their attention, especially because it was never flagged as a high-value account. Toana Thomas reports.
14: Despite revelations that Usain Bolt's team opened an account in 2012, the SSL directors say the existence of the account first came to their attention January 11 this year that's four days after gene and panton provided a sworn statement admitting to defrauding nearly 40 clients of millions of dollars it's also 11 years after the welgen account was first opened the ssl heads say at the time they first notified the fsc of the fraud in january 10 they were unaware of any allegations related to bolt's holding company bolt's name or an account linked to him does not appear on the sworn statement Jean and Panton gave to private investigators. The SSL principals say Panton did not include the Sprint legend's name on her statement in an effort to avoid what they describe as the tremendous spotlight which would be brought to bear on her activities. The SSL directors are alleging they became aware of Bolt's in account only after a representative of the Sprint icon turned up at their Hope Road offices, and revealed that Panton had confessed to falsifying financial statements provided to the boat team. The SSL statement also claims that Panton allegedly admitted to Boat's team that she had been stealing money from the track legend. The directors say despite this admission, Panton reportedly asked to borrow money from the boat camp in order to repay other clients whose funds she had stolen. The SSL bosses say when they became aware of the allegation that Bolt was defrauded, their shock was palpable. The directors say they initially believed the impact on the 39 clients named in Panton's statement could be addressed with the Corporation of Regulators. But they say once it became clear that Bolt was one of the victims, a measured and systematic approach became very challenging. They allege that the current board members missed the existence of the Bolt account because his name did not appear on it, and since 2018, the account did not have balances, which would have flagged it as a high-value account. Nationwide News reported last week that as soon as monies were deposited to Boat's account, they were withdrawn. These withdrawals date back to as far as 2012. Between 2012 and 2018, nearly $5.5 U.S. million was taken from the account. A little over twelve thousand U.S. dollars now remains in the account. That's nine hundred and eighteen dollars in cash, three thousand seven hundred in fixed income, and seven thousand four hundred and fifteen in equities. Investigations into the matter are ongoing. Tana Thomas for Nationwide News.
1: Didn't I say though that if there was an account, even if it's an LLC that is set up at um ssl his name would be somewhere there so that's why they didn't know so whoever opened that account for somebody opened the account for him at llc because every financial institution when whenever you go to open an llc there are signatures right signatories who opened the account for him Open that account, please. TT <laughs> was it his former business manager that opened the account? Somebody opened the account. Yep, 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 yep. But well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we are going to talk about SSL. They have broken their silence in the ongoing fraud investigation. Uh, yeah, um. And someone open their mic, you wanna go ahead? Or am I hearing doubles? I'm probably hearing doubles. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Alright, here we go.
0: Shoot them away. Ashanti, no. Goodbye, the papa, be a shanty. To
1: everyone listening online on QMZRadio.com, the quality music zone for quality music while you work or play. Keep it logged on to www.QMZRadio.com for that good music to get you through your day.
12: It's me, yeah. and I don't see you, you know. if she's feeling so bad, feeling so bad.
1: Tag TBT Throwback Thursday, taking you back to the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. But we're going a little bit back further to the 70s as well. Enjoy. This is the voice of Dennis Brown, Lips of Wine. Creating a Sunday vibe for you as we get you ready for the weekend. A big thank you to everyone listening online on johnno radio.com. Download the Johnno Radio app, J A H K N O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Johnno Radio, take us on the go. Here is Junior Mervin Police and Thieves.
6: Street. Oh. Fight in the nation. Peace and peace in the street Oh yes Scaring the nation
1: a big thank you to everyone here with me on clubhouse where the conversation happens thank you so much for being here for coffee intel world news on the go tune in every monday through friday 9 a.m to 1 p.m eastern this is where i read the news and we share our views coming up right after this one we're gonna get back to stories out of the caribbean corner this is third world Ninety six degrees in the
15: shade.
5: Before you, I come with my representation. You know where I'm coming from. You
1: world thank you for this one 96 degrees in the shade real hot it's time for us to get back to the store rest of the stories out of the caribbean corner and uh we're going to be talking about it's a lengthy read i will um say but it's uh their silence is broken ssl has finally spoken out and um yes we needed to hear from them so i'm gonna try my best to you know, compress it as much as I can. Uh, So SSL breaks its silence in ongoing fraud investigation, story courtesy courtesy of Nationwide Radio JM. Press release for immediate release from the Board and Management of Stocks and Securities Limited dated January 30, 2023. The Board and Management of Stocks and Securities Limited intended to facilitate law enforcement and other professional investigators as they probe the recent events at Stocks and Securities Limited without making public comment. However, it has become necessary to set the record straight in respect of some damaging and widely repeated inaccuracies which suggest inter alia that the SSL directors and management sought to dispose of assets in order to frustrate efforts by authorities to take control of same. This is simply untrue here are the facts regarding the false allegation as well as some other canards notification to the fsc on tuesday january 10 stocks and securities limited note and this is 2023 stocks and securities limited notified the financial services commission of the discovery of apparent fraud and of the immediate steps being taken the letter specifically stated and i quote This serves to advise the Financial Services Commission that Stocks and Securities Limited, SSL, is currently investigating allegations of alleged fraud committed by an employee serving in the role of client relationship manager. The exposure is unknown and SSL is currently undertaking investigations with the support of our attorneys, guardsmen, elite and external auditors. The employee was interviewed by our attorneys on January 6 and 7, 2023, in the presence of her attorney, and has admitted to wrongdoing. Other interviews are scheduled for the week of January 9, 2023, with known associates. Nature of the Suspected Fraudulent Activity by Employee At this time, it appears that the employee amended and generated fraudulent client documents including encashment requests and statements to circumvent the internal protocols. Steps taken and next steps. The matter has been reported to the Board of Directors and communication to clients has commenced. The company estimates that within 7 to 14 days, there will be a reasonable estimate of the exposure. However, this is unknown at this time. SSL has confirmed that its insurance policy includes coverage for employee dishonesty and forgery, with coverage up to U.S. $1 million. Efforts are also being made to have the employee commit to restitution. The very next day, January 11, 2023, a representative of Dr. The Honorable Usain St. Leo Bolt visited the offices of Stocks and Securities Limited And indicated that the said employee had turned up at their offices to confess that she had falsified statements provided to them, had stolen money from them and other SSL clients, and was requesting help from Dr. The Honorable Usain St. Leo Bolt's management team to repay the clients whose funds she had stolen. It is believed that the reasons that she did not initially confess to defrauding this particular client are, one, she was aware of the tremendous spotlight which the Bolt name would bring to bear on her activities, and two, amazingly, she, for whatever reason, and despite having admitted to the Bolt management team that Dr. The Honorable Usain Bolt was among her victims, apparently still believed that she could borrow the money from the Bolt management group to repay the SSL clients. The very first point at which the company became aware that the fraud affected this client was when the member of the Bolt management team visited SSL's office, the former employee having omitted any mention of this client in her initial confession. Work had started to review all transactions related to those clients Uh. whom she had initially listed and to carry out the notifications to the FSC JSE affected clients, insurance, etc., when the representative of the of Dr. The Honorable Usain St. Leo Bolt visited the offices of SSL. The shock experienced by all was and remains palpable. While the company believed that the impact on the first identified 39 clients could be addressed with the cooperation of the regulators, it was immediately apparent that the national and indeed global stature of the last client impacted would likely make a measured and systematic approach to investigation very challenging indeed. And I'm sure the question looms, why has SSL not commented publicly before today? On Tuesday, January 10, 2023, SSL notified the FSC and on January 11, 2023, SSL issued a press release notifying the public. That alleged fraud had been identified at the time of the FSC notice. SSL was unaware of any alleged fraud related to uh, Mr. Bolt's holding company. SSL appointed a trustee on January 16 and the Financial Services Committee appointed a special investigator and temporary manager on January 17. Practically, the FSC, through their temporary manager, has had control over the entity, so SSL has not been in a position to respond publicly or clarify allegations. Did the directors and shareholders of SSL attempt to wind up the entity in contravention of FSC instructions? The answer to that, emphatically, no. The appointment of the trustee was notified to the FSC on January 12th and discussions were ongoing. SSL appointed Mr. K. Campbell of Phoenix Restructuring Advisory and Insolvency Services Enterprise, otherwise known as PRAISE, as trustee under the Companies Act of Jamaica, effective Monday, January 16. SSL's directors and shareholders met that day to confirm the appointment in keeping with the work plan submitted to the FSC by management. It was the intention of the directors that their powers and authority be vested in the trustee and that the affairs of SSL would be under his control. The further intention was that the trustee and his team would conduct an independent business review and other investigations into SSL's operations to determine, among other things, its financial state of affairs as of the date, January 16th. The purpose of the appointment was not, we repeat, not to wind up the company. It was intended that he would also use the results of the IBR to explore the restructuring and reorganization options that were available to preserve and enhance the value of the business, operations, and undertakings of SSL for the benefit of its stakeholders. So, did SSL know about fraudulent activities by the former employee since September 2022? The answer again is no. Disciplinary proceedings, which ultimately ended with her termination, were commenced on or in September 2022. The hearings were delayed for a number of reasons, primarily related to her medical issues. Specifically, it was discovered that she had produced a false statement to a client of SSL. After investigations and meetings with the client and his attorney, it was confirmed that there was no fraudulent activity by the employee, that is, no evidence of cash being stolen in relation to that particular client. Although the employee's actions may well have been preparatory to committing fraud in respect of the client. The disciplinary panel ultimately recommended that the employee be dismissed for her negligence and gross incompetence. Here's the next question. Why did SSL not discover the alleged fraud committed against Welgen Limited? On December 20, 2022, a client presented a statement that he said was generated by the former employee and when compared with the portfolio statement was found to be inaccurate. SSL immediately engaged a team to commence investigations into the employee's activities. During the holiday period, discussions with her attorney commenced simultaneously, and by the first week of January 2023, it was agreed that she would provide a confession. By January 6 and 7, SSL had obtained a statement from the former employee provided in the presence of her attorney and sworn before a justice of the peace. Her confession revealed that 39 clients had been defrauded, not including WellGen Limited, and investigations commenced to determine the precise sum that had been stolen. The matter was reported to the board of directors on the first business day after the confession, January 9. On January 10, the FSC was notified. On January 11, SSL was notified of the confession she made directly to the team of Usain Bolt at his office. No current board members or managers were aware that Dr. The Honorable Usain St. Leo Bold had an account given. The account was not held in his name and the account did not from 2018 have balances, which would have flagged it as a high value account. And of course, there are other questions. What is the nature of the investments that were subjected to fraud why was the alleged fraud not detected before and i think this one is um of paramount interest investigations and a review of all processes will be required to determine the complete answer to this question ssl has an online system that all clients can use to track their portfolio performance in fact this system is considered one of the best in the world and accurately shows clients portfolio holdings unfortunately It is common to the affected clients that they did not use the online system but rather relied on statements generated by the former employee, which undoubtedly was the likely reason they were targeted. In her confession, the employee indicated that she conducted transactions for clients outside of SSL systems. She continued to make payments to those clients from the pool of funds which she herself had personally accumulated this meant that the clients would not have been aware of the condition of the actual account at ssl because they were being paid according to their requests being trusted by clients she was given a great deal of latitude by them it is now known that some clients even provided pre-signed undated and cashment letters did ssl use the funds defrauded from clients in their operations no SSL board and management does not know how or where the funds stolen from clients SSL were used. Clients' funds and proprietary funds, funds for SSL's operations, are entirely separate, with separate departments and controls to ensure they are not mixed. There are clients that have also invested in or participated in debt offerings by SSL or its related entities, that is, they provided loans. These are normal activities. The FSC conducted an audit between February and June 2019 and no such irregularities were detected. Did SSL have previous breaches and did SSL do anything about them? Not all breaches relate to fraud or fraudulent activity. There was no indication of any fraud or use of client funds by SSL in any audits, whether by independent auditors or by the FSC. It is not uncommon for financial entities to have breaches of some nature or another. This usually results in directives from the regulator, primarily relating to timeframes for addressing these issues. SSL recognized the consequences of non-compliance with directives and took the requisite steps to address them. So is SSL a failed entity? There has been no run to date on investments made through SSL. The vast majority of clients have not been affected by fraud. Nevertheless, trust trust in the entity has been deeply damaged. The rumor mill continues to generate unfounded claims, while the confessed perpetrator remains at home. How would SSL have resolved this matter? SSL self-reported to the FSC and the public when the fraud was discovered. Between the first meeting with the FSC on January 12, 2023, and the appointment of the temporary manager by the FSC on January 16, 2023, there was one business day. The plan, as outlined, was to appoint a trustee to manage the entity, independently support the FSC's investigation, and work with all stakeholders to see how the entity could be restructured. SSL contacted its insurers on January 11, 2023 and shareholders and investors were also willing to examine arrangements to provide restitution to affected clients. Other financial entities that have been hit by financial problems of one type or another have had the opportunity to execute their work plans. However, the incorrect impression appears to be that SSL has taken no steps and had no plan. So here's the conclusion. The events that have unfolded have had tremendous adverse consequences for the affected clients and for the hard-working staff at SSL. The former employee's dishonesty has led to the most widely publicized news event from Jamaica in recent years. The board and management had five business days between the confession and the FSC taking over the entity. During that time, steps were taken to engage auditors report the matter to the authorities, and hold meetings with stakeholders and the FSC. The fire has been fueled by sensational speculation, which tends to affect adversely the essential tracing of ill-gotten assets and, indeed, the overall investigation, activities that the board and management were and are prepared to support. The management of SSL continues to go to work every single day to support the FSC, FID, And fraud squad in their work these staff members are mindful of the attacks and assertions which have been made on them from various quarters while the former employee who confessed remains at home this is extremely demoralizing for those who continue to work hard to try to ensure justice is done Jamaica has a highly reputable financial market with a sound regulatory framework operating at international standards This remains. So despite the recent spate of cases of fraud at various financial institutions, a few bad apples are what do fraudsters do? Find ways to beat the system. Should not cast doubt and and suspicion on the many thousands who toil daily to preserve the integrity of the sector. Justice should be the objective of all affected clients. Famous, unknown this is our aim and we will continue to support that objective in every possible way and I sincerely hope y'all were able to hear that that was a lengthy read and I did omit some stuff (laughs) I tried to compress it
9: yes we heard you
1: okay awesome thank you so much Javette oh wow (laughs) I'm waiting for the movie I'm waiting for the three-part series to come out.
9: (laughs) I need a drink after that.
1: Ah, My throat is dry. Oh, my gosh. So I did say these things. Some of the things I did say, well, they confirmed it. There is no way he could have had an account there and they not know. Regardless of the amount of money that was there, whether it's $12,000 or $12 million, there is no way I would have that money in that, well, my client's money there, and I not know. But here is what I'm going to go back to the beginning. <laughs> she went to his office. To Bolt's office to his management team. Sounds as though Bolt was not there, nor was he ever there. She went there to seek their help to repay monies that she took from these 39 clients. She felt she was going to be assisted. I don't know if I'm, I'm reaching or if I'm reading too much into it. But his entire team needs to be questioned. That's all I must say. His entire team. Why would she go to his team Specifically.
9: I didn't, I didn't read it that way. Okay. I read it more so she knew, first thing, how she know that Hussein had money, but the rest of the people in the company did it. That's my first thing. (laughs) And then the next thing is, I think she went to them because she knew that there was an adequate amount of money that she can steal from them to repay the other people. Not more, not that the team knew what she was doing. That's kind of how I read the story. Okay.
7: All right. Exactly, she knew. So you say they said it doesn't use his name there. So whatever the the alias that he uses, she knows the value and she has all the dealings. he's probably got a really large amount there. So she'll borrow from that fund to pay off the other 39 without them even knowing what's happening and then put it back in you saying once she can um, do it because his amount was so large and it also doesn't have his name. So no big red flags or flashing bulbs are going to go off. That's how I got that. Hmm. So
16: Yeah, I was going to agree.
7: Go ahead, Chilla. I thought go that, uh, ahead, go ahead.
16: No, I was going to say, from when you were reading the article, I thought it was an uh, admittance of um, guilt when she went to uh, Usain's managers. But like you, like everybody was saying, maybe she figured out the LLC's name from his parents and was like, I can rob Peter to pay Paul and keep on doing my scheme this way.
18: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: Okay, so... um. She turned up at their office to confess that she had falsified statements provided to them, had stolen money from them and other SSL clients and was requesting help from his team to repay the clients whose funds she had stolen.
9: Oh, I missed
1: that part. So she did tell them she was stealing money. And she needed help from them to cover up her actions. Uh Mm -hmm. Mm. but it doesn't say that usain was there it's his management team now when the account was opened his management team or a representative representative of the management team is they dealt with her she's been with the company for 25 years she's a client relationship manager she has some amount of clout in the in the um Office, of course, she's probably the go to person. She's the one that you know takes care of the um, high net worth clients, probably. So, when the account was opened, when the LLC was opened, what documents were provided by the management team? What LLC documents, because from my understanding, when you, you know, the little that I remember from commercial banking, when you come to open a, a business account, you have to bring all the relevant documents and all the relevant documents of an LLC, LLC uh, what you call it, Articles of Incorporation, whatever, and whatever other documents. The pages are there. That shows everybody who owns the LLC and you also have a page that shows everybody that is allowed to transact on behalf of the LLC now not everybody whose name appears on the LLC necessarily signs for transactions what documents were put in place were on file hard copy or electronic what documents were on file for this LLC was it just opened but there were no documents there to show anything but these clients I I want to speak to the clients and customers of any financial organization you can't after so many years Of having your um, investment just not go in (laughs) SSL provided online portals for you to be able to stay abreast of your finances stay abreast of your portfolio why weren't you doing that you relied solely on statements printed statements and she knew this let me say you catch a fool, you carry Malika further. She preyed on your lack to follow up on your money. She realized that you didn't care. That, that's the only thing I can say. You didn't care much about your investment. And you know, I know you have some people who are not um, tech savvy. You have some folks who are old school people. Prefer to rely on the, um, the printed statements. I know that. But every once in a while, at least once a quarter, you go into office, go into the bank, go into the branch, whatever. Don't just rely on what your investment um, officer says to you on the phone. No, let this be a learning lesson. Step into those offices Alison, <laughs> you, you're crazy. I do the same thing, Alison. I log into my Alison, I log into my account every day to make sure my $2.50 is there. <laughs> oh, grand rising moments.
18: Good grand morning, Alpha, Good morning. Yeah, but just like I said, the same thing. I left $18,000 on my account. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm from all platinum, I'm going run for check that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We look at $18,000 in a JN account, so we don't have for check that more time. So you can't just imagine if we have millions like them man, in a summer code. say every second, man. every second. So we don't know. They, they, uh, as we say, a carelessness is that one.
1: What's carelessness?
18: Whether you have your, your team or do things for you, still check for yourself. You know what I mean? Car, come on, we'll see the word for corruption I, I, I will go on. I, I, you know, not strangers and do corruption again. I could have your own family. You I best friend. believe that. You get what me, I said? Your own family and your own friends. So, oh, check. I don't want for check my account. I am not for change change up my password too. You get what me, I said? So, carelessness is that. Sorry it happened to him still and, you know, I'm hopeful him. can get back his money still. Boy, judge, it's rough. It's more than rough, I tell
1: you that. you know what let me let me not say i'll put it in the chat i will not say what i'm gonna say on air and when i said please nobody don't repeat it <laughs> but I, I have a little speculation about something um <laughs> oh lord okay clubhouse you can check the chat <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Lord forgive me for my thoughts. Because something alright. That's all me I gotta say. Where where is uh me need Ninja man? I need brother Desmond for the one here. Yeah. and for my folks on Clubhouse, when you check the chat, I'm gonna go back to a particular date. Oh, no, let, me, let me scroll back let me scroll back let
18: me scroll back those are some strong you know <laughs> start with a but hey as I always say you know put nothing past nothing you know
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm sorry if we go back to december because um <laughs> nah lie, still she showed um she showed up she being pantone showed up to bolts management team Ah, uh, when was it hold on let me go back May I try back track your lord have mercy father forgive me for i have sinned <sighs> so bolts a representative from bolts team showed up at ssl in january but prior to that there was a December. <laughs> done talk? <laughs> yes, Allison, for real. Let's check the relations. Ah, <sighs> I'm just gonna say, his entire circle, down to the Pitney Wine, just have the twin. them we just about everybody needs to be interviewed. I'm sorry. That's all. I'm say everybody needs to be interviewed. Do not leave any stone unturned. As Afo just pointed out, nine times out of ten when you get joked down, your family juked down, you down, know, the ones closest to you, you know, Because as Bob Marley say, only your friends know your secrets, only them can reveal it. Meaning, in this situation, it's those closest to you who have access to your information can help bring you down. Madonna. Go ahead, Donald.
19: I don't understand how both team didn't even pick it up from from, from the internal control on their side because even if you you're um, receiving the paper statements, you're telling me in this day and age nobody from the team actually logged into the account to see what was going on like, for the last five or how much years. That's you know that's scary, but also um from the young lady perspective i mean i guess having all this experience and having a good relationship with her client she was able to manipulate that to some extent because people even sign like blank requests and stuff like that and give it to her so if she has blank requests with the the client's signatures on it then she could do a lot of manipulation with that knowing the internal controls very well she could get past some of the checks and balances with that so that that's another way she could have probably circumvent some of the stuff she do but um i still find it kind of difficult to the extent of which she she did it you know that it wasn't picked up especially from bold team side <laughs> maybe not so much the other but from bold team side um somebody has to realize something is not right
1: but you know what donald if we go back to the story Go back if we, if we go back to the story and we listen to this part let me let me go back to it um efforts are also okay the very next day january 11 2023 a representative of dr the honorable usain um saint leo bold a representative visited the offices of stocks and securities limited not bolt up until now nothing has been said that he was made aware prior to all of this right so, he trusted persons or a person wholeheartedly with every single penny. Him no I no think... go, him no no war come. I so, think... hold on a second. Let me go back and let me finish. With. So, a representative of BOLD visited the offices of SSL and indicated that the said employee had turned up at their offices to confess. I strongly believe, and Father forgive me, but me feel somebody or somebody's on his team in cahoots with her. And they had no choice but to take this step because it going to come out in the open. That, that, we might read it wrong, but go ahead, Donald. Go right ahead.
19: Yeah, that is possible, but um, both go not ahead being ahead. involved at that stage. I don't think it's terribly uncommon. I mean, maybe it's a mistake that a lot of people, like especially athletes and stuff with money make because they trust people to take care of everything. And even if you're not financially savvy per se, you should at least have an insight as to what's going on with your money. But I don't think it's uncommon for him not to be involved in that, that at that stage. And it all depends on his portfolio depending on what percentage of the portfolio we might say 12 million is a lot but if if 12 millions is not a substantial part of his portfolio then it may not be something that he would check regularly like that
20: Mm
21: -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think it's honestly poor you know asset management overall wherever you have large volumes of money You need to be checking it at the end of a month 30 days six a day minimum right just to make sure everything is where it's at you have to have an accountant somebody not just managers but an account accounting team that's holding a managers accountable for spending there has to be checks and balances and if you have one person that's doing everything which is probably what's happening he's the manager the accountant the advisor the everything then who's watching who and who's holding who accountable. In most large businesses, they have different departments set up. Every department is set up to keep another department accountable. So I feel like it's just poor asset management. And him, you need to check in on your money. Yeah, you're going off and doing whatever you need to do, but you have to have meetings once a month, once every two months, once every quarter, and kind of like you know get a download of where all this money is at, who's moving where. What do we need to cut back on like how do you know so you're just out here living and trusting people with your money that's irresponsible it's sad that that happened but i'm pretty sure he learned a very important lesson after this
1: mm-hmm. yes allison
19: thank you that's the point i was making when i said i don't understand how the team missed it because um on the team even if you have a primary dealing with let's say, that account you should at minimum have a secondary person who have access also mm-hmm. to, to double check. You understand, they have to have some separation. You can have one person doing everything. So that is why I don't understand how it is structured and why it was missed, because even if one person is doing something nefarious, unless there is collusion at mm-hmm. a high level there, that they team up against him, there should be at least another some person that would have checked checked up. And if the other person has a different portfolio, somebody to check on them also. Mm-hmm. So you know you have to have multiple people with access at minimum, even if it's just viewing access or read-only or whatever you want to define it as, to see that everything is where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. Just professionalism is not even that, you know.
1: Ah yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> He probably doesn't audit his accounts personally. Blind trust. Yeah. Wake up call. Learn. Lesson learned. Everybody by now should realize they're going to have to move differently. No matter how much money you, you have. As Allison was talking, I was thinking about this song. I can't remember who sing it, but um, who is watching body. How does it Something like who is watching the watchman. Something to that. Um, something along those lines. Yeah. We're going to take another quick break. When we return, we have stories from the international scene. Don't you dare go anywhere. Coming up, Police in Helicopter, John Holt. Yes,
15: Yes, boss. Yes, boss. Yes, boss. Yes, boss. Police in helicopter. I search for marijuana, policemen in the streets, searching for weed. soldiers in the field, burning the weed. but if you continue to burn up the herbs, we're gonna burn down the cane fields, if you continue to burn up the herbs, we're gonna burn down the cane fields. And the herb field burning the weed Police in helicopter, a surfing marijuana. Policemen in the streets searching for weed But if you continue to burn up the herbs, we're gonna burn down the cane field. If you continue to burn up the herbs, we going to burn down the kid fields Ooh. Police in helicopter, I search for marijuana Policemen in the streets Searching for weed in the field, burning the Kali weed. But if you continue to burn up the herbs, we gonna burn down the kid.
1: Gotta say a big thank you to everyone listening from all around the world. logged on to the quality music zone, QMZradio.com, and everyone listening on JanoRadio.com. Keep it
22: locked. In a de mud, me a pick all the me a load them down in a cup of, hey. One by one, load up the van. All of the ganja it ram Put it on a plane, the we gonna Spain. Money just a bow like rain Me just a muggle up the lane In a rope cold chain, Hey, Me and me girl named Jane Bang on get it bang on gidi bendin bend, bend, bend. You know, I
1: always wondered what he was saying right here. Eka Mouse. I could never make out what he was saying. <laughs> Can anybody else make it out?
22: we're suffering, son, I want hole. Mommy and daddy, y'all are we so poor. We all had to sleep on the floor. Star make up, man, it blow down me door. Me affine, love, we in the hole. Me shoes tear up. Me told does I show me no way. Oh. Mommy does a ball, poor, poor, poor me cry. She says Don't cry no more. Dang, dang, did it, dang, dang, get a mend, and then then when I'm in a point, get a mend, and get a point. Dang, dang, did it, dang, get a mend, and then when I'm in a point, get a mend, and get a point.
1: Thank you to my clubhouse crew. Thank you for joining me every morning, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for tuning in to my online listeners, the Coffee and Toe World News on the go. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Yeah, it's time for us to get into the international stories. And we're going to kick it off with the first one, U.S. military to gain expanded access to Philippines bases and efforts to counter China. Keep it locked. All right, here we go. excuse me. Okay, so I don't know what's going on, but uh, U.S. and China, y'all need to just chill out. Chill out. We're not ready. We still have Ukraine going on. Um, Can't afford for cost of living to get worse than it already is because the only people benefiting are the oil companies and the top 1%. That's all I'm going to say. But anyway, let me get into the business and let go of my emotions. U.S. military to gain expanded access to Philippines' bases in efforts to counter China. Story courtesy of CNN World. The Philippines will provide the United States with expanded access to its military bases. Uh, The two countries said this on Thursday. Providing U.S. forces with a greater strategic footing on the southeastern edge of the South China Sea, close to self-ruled Taiwan. The newly announced deal will give the U.S. access to four more locations under an Enhanced Defense Cooperation Agreement, EDCA, dating to 2014, allowing the U.S. to rotate troops to a total of nine bases throughout the Philippines. The U.S. has stepped up efforts to expand its Indo-Pacific security options in recent months, amid mounting concerns over China's aggressive territorial posturing throughout the region. Speaking during a visit to Manila on Thursday, U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said the U.S. and the Philippines remained committed to strengthening their mutual capacities to resist an armed attack. We hop on over to London, dun 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 dun. Who's who sing that song? Every time I say the word London, that song comes in my head, and I can't help but say dun 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 dun. It's a dancehall song. <laughs> King Charles will not appear on the new Australia five no five dollar. What are do they using Australia? It's dollar or pound? Dollar note is what they have here, according to BBC.com. King Charles, ooh. He's being sh- Is he being shunned? Let's find out. The new design will pay tribute to the culture and history of Indigenous Australians, the Reserve Bank of Australia says. A portrait of the late QE2 appears on the current design of the $5 note. The Queen's death last year reignited debates about Australia's future as a constitutional monarchy. This decision by the Reserve Bank Board follows consultation with the with the Australian government which supports this change, the bank said in a statement. The bank will consult with First Australians in designing the $5 banknote. The new banknote will take a number of years to be designed and printed. In the meantime, the current $5 banknote will continue to be issued. It will be able to be used even after the new banknote is issued. Good. Yeah, a massive win for the grassroots. First Nations people who have been fighting to decolonize the country. That's according to Lydia Thorpe, a Green's uh, senator. Yeah, good. First Nations people lived in Australia for at least 65,000 years before British colonization. And that's according to recent estimates. Oh, boy. Um, But why years, though? Didn't they come up with his note for Britain shortly after she passed? Or was it in the works already? I don't know. Because they knew she was going to go. So they started to prepare in in, um, the UK. I don't know. But yeah, I support this move. French's forces or (laughs) French's forces. (laughs) You know why i said frenchies i'm as i see the word french i'm thinking about the you know the french bulldogs we call them frenchies i think they're cute in an odd way they snort a lot though anyway french forces seized shipment of weapons headed from iran to yemen french naval uh sources in january seized thousands of assault rifles, machine guns, and anti-tank missiles headed from Iran to Yemen. Officials have told the Wall Street Journal and the Associated Press News Agency the latest such incident amid the country's long-running war. While Iran did not immediately acknowledge the seizure, images of the weapons allegedly meant for Houthi rebels released by the United States Military Central Command, showed them to be similar to others captured by American forces in other shipments tied back to Tehran. The U.S. did not specify in its statement on Wednesday which forces had led the operation, merely saying it had supported a seizure by partner naval forces. In our next story on the international scene, Pope urges African youth to shun ethnic rivalry and corruption. Story courtesy of Al Jazeera. Pope Francis has urged young people in the Democratic Republic of the Congo to forge a new future without the ethnic rivalry, corruption and distrust that have fueled many bloody conflicts in Africa. He was addressing more than 65,000 youths on Thursday at Martyrs Stadium in the capital, Kinshasa. Francis spoke of forgiveness and reconciliation. Themes that have dominated his visit to the country where armed conflict has killed and displaced millions of people over the past decades. Beware of the temptation to point a finger at someone, to exclude another person because he or she is different. Beware of regionalism, tribalism or anything that makes you feel secure in your own group, he told them. You know what happens. First, you believe in prejudices about others Then you justify hatred, then violence. And in the end, you find yourself in the middle of a war. Thursday's speech focused on what he called ingredients for the future and struck a more hopeful tone than his previous ones as he spoke of potential new horizons for the country. In our next story, we head on over to Nigeria. Gunmen killed the police chief and seven others in central Nigeria. Story courtesy of Al Jazeera. Gunmen in central Nigeria have killed eight people, including a divisional police chief, in the latest violence before the February 25th presidential and parliamentary elections, police and a security source said on Wednesday. Insecurity is a big issue for voters in a country where armed gangs terrorize people in villages and on highways and carry out kidnappings for ransom, especially in the north. Police in Benue State responded to a distress call after gunmen blocked the Mar-Kurdi Naka, and I hope I said that right, road, forcing travelers to flee. That's according to state police spokesperson Catherine Anini. The divisional police officer for Naka Town led a team of officers that engaged the armed gang in a gunfight. We're praying for peace. We'll continue to pray for peace. One day we will have peace. So there's a video, um, as we turn to stories out of North America, there is a video on TikTok. I'm trying to pull it up here. Bear with me one second, folks, because this, um, whole Florida issue is getting more and more interesting, but, um, yeah, let me bear with me one moment. Let me see if I can find the user. Okay, found the user now. Let me find the video. Let me go to there. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Okay, the video was posted. How long ago? Recently. Because it's in the... Okay, here it is. I found it. All right. I found the video. Here we go. The video has got 684,000 views. In the
23: fall of 1964, a small college in Sarasota, Florida, opened its doors to its very first class of 100 students. It was named New College, and a big part of the school's mission was to be inclusive by adopting an open admissions program that wouldn't discriminate based on race, creed, national origin, or cultural status. It was a novelty in a state that was once part of the slave-owning confederacy. Today, New College of Florida ranks number three in the Princeton Review of public colleges and universities that make an impact in the community. The school only has about 700 students, many of whom identify as non heterosexual. In fact, that's one of the specifically inclusive things about the college. Students get to decide their gender identity without judgment in the state of Florida. You probably see where this is going. New College of Florida has become the new target of Governor Ron DeSantis in his culture war. He thinks that because the school is funded by state taxpayers, the school ought to have a conservative identity, a conservative Christian identity, which is not what it has had or has ever had. And to carry out this mission, Governor DeSantis has appointed six new members to the new college's board of trustees, including Christopher Rufo, a conservative activist who has led the battle against critical race theory in public schools across the U.S., and Matthew Spaulding, the dean of Hillsdale College, a conservative Christian school that is serving as a model for DeSantis's plan to take over higher education in the state of Florida. These men along with four others of DeSantis' picks now make up the majority of the board of New College and they are not wasting any time. This afternoon they held their very first official meeting but before it even started, the end game was clear.
16: Uh, the legislature has agreed to authorize immediately $15 million for New College for recruiting new faculty and for scholarships uh, for students. And so you're going to have a situation where you're going to be able to go out, recruit people to come, say, hey, here's the mission. Here's what we're looking to do. I mean, you have people asking, how do I apply?
23: That money, the $15 million the governor was talking about, that is to hire new faculty for new college. In that same event, Governor DeSantis announced new reforms for higher education in Florida, ones that will eliminate diversity, equity and inclusion and critical race theory and make sure that, quote, core courses are rooted in Western tradition. Sitting next to Governor DeSantis was Christopher Rufo, who just hours later carried out the governor's mandate by immediately calling for the abolition of the new college office for outreach and inclusive excellence. Rufo claims that diversity divides people. One of the items that we discussed, that I discussed today with Governor DeSantis and with legislators present is that diversity, equity and inclusion, uh, which sounds great, but in practice uh, divides people and offers separate judgments on the basis of race and identity. My opinion does matter, actually,
24: unfortunately for you.
23: My opinion does matter, unfortunately for you. Christopher Rufo is right. He is now part of a conservative majority taking over New College of Florida. And while there is resistance in the form of rallies and in protests, Rufo and his conservative cohort now have the power to make immediate change. And their first order of business today, hours ago, was to fire New College's president and replace her with former Florida Education Secretary Richard Corcoran, a DeSantis ally and an anti-CRT crusader. The takeover has begun. In the fall of nineteen.
1: 19- what year are we living in? What year are we living in? What century are we in? What era are we existing in?
7: This all started last June.
1: Last June, you're right. When,
7: so when, that- when they overturned Roe v.ersus Wade, when the Supreme Court is able to overturn. I'm sorry, my alarm went off. I'm not sure if you heard me. But yeah, that's that's when it started. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's 2023. Diversity, equity, divides. (laughs) So does it mean then? And I'm just being a little cheeky here. Excuse me. Does it mean then that he is thinking the way I'm thinking that we should all be one? No, he's not. No, he's not. Is he agreeing with me then that I am longing for the day when I can look at an application form or any type of form and not have to worry about identifying with one choice or another or having to put other or possibly put on the line human being but no that's that's not it in the clip we just heard what does he want western culture period and what does western culture include hmm what does western culture include
11: white supremacy
1: What does Western culture teach? So I'm going to go on Google Western culture definition. (laughs) All right. According to Wikipedia, Western culture, also known as Western civilization, Occidental culture, or Western society, is the heritage of social norms, ethical values, traditional customs, belief systems political systems artifacts and technologies of the western world the term applies beyond europe to countries and cultures whose histories are strongly connected to europe by immigration colonization or influence western culture is most strongly influenced by greco-roman culture germanic culture and christian culture the expansion of Greek culture into the Hellenistic world, and I know but Hellenistic world, sorry, of the Eastern Mediterranean, led to a synthesis between Greek and Near Eastern cultures and major advances in literature, engineering, and science, and provided the culture for the expansion of early Christianity and the Greek New Testament. This period overlapped with and was followed by Rome, which made key contributions in law government engineering and political organization western culture is characterized by a host of artistic philosophic literary and legal themes and traditions christianity primarily primarily the roman catholic church and later protestantism has played a prominent role in the shaping of western civilization since at least the fourth century as did judaism a cornerstone of western thought beginning in ancient greece and continuing through the middle ages and renaissance is the idea of rationalism in various spheres of life developed by hellenistic philosophy scholast- scholasticism and humanism empiricism later gave rise to the scientific method the scientific revolution Age of Enlightenment. That's Western culture, Western civilization, Occidental culture, or Western society. Hmm. But I'm glad I was looking for the part that would highlight Roman Catholic, the Roman Catholic Church. So I'm going to jump back to Pope, the Pope, francis while speaking in uh what you call it africa in the dr the democratic republic of congo and while he's there urging african youth to shun ethnic rivalry and corruption i need him to have a conversation with ronda santis Ron DeSantis, his grandparents were immigrants his grandfather. Um, let me make sure I'm getting this right because I don't want to speak out of um, line here. But if I, if while while I'm pulling it up, ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. let, let's see here. What does it say? speaks so he was born in Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. Graduated from Yale and Harvard. I guess he didn't learn much there. Um, early life and education, let's go. Son of Karen Nee Rogers and Ronald Daniel DeSantis is of Italian descent. All of his eight grand all of his eight great grandparents were born in Italy. And they were originally from community in the provinces of Laquila. And that is to the south. Now we know th- about the um, division in Italy, right, between the North and the South. Those who think they're better than others, right? Okay. Um, Benevento, Avelino, and Combasso. His maternal great great grandfather, Salvatore Storti, immigrated to the U.S. in 1904 from Italy, settling in Pennsylvania. Great great grandmother joined her husband in 1917. Okay. So they're immigrants. Okay. His um, great-grandparents are immigrants. Okay. All right. Just wanted to make sure about that. So they're from under the Catholic rule. And Catholics do condone alternative lifestyles. So uh, DeSantis, did you denounce your Roman Catholic affiliation? That's all I want to know. Someone open their mic, please. Go right ahead. Okay. So evidently he's no longer Roman Catholic hasn't (laughs) clearly. Because if you're Roman Catholic (laughs) let me stop right there. Let me go ahead and stop. So uh Pope Francis we needed to have a conversation with get your boy DeSantis, please get him he is a loose cannon we thought trump was bad but he is 10 times worse we did say he's trump 2.0 god forbid he gets in office
18: (laughs) um is do like we say i take place right now um as well them say you know the safest place for black people right now i just for us is outside of the u.s because People like him, you know what I mean? If them take over, man, trust me. him, him, are, him come from an immigrant background, but him here, immigrants. You know what I mean? <laughs> White supremacy is a hell of a thing, that's all I can say. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah, it's a hell of a thing, and him, him, it's like him, him deep in it. You know what I mean? So, uh, you no know, matter if you if come from an immigrant background or Whatever, you know what I mean, once you, 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 you give a double of you know, that thing there, yeah, it, it, <laughs> well, not to the office, but me and my wife don't have a plan already, so, you know, people can't stay and, uh, and fight with it, or they can't just leave, you know what I mean, uh, an idea of funner life, you know, no, not, uh, and have you know, to the pros and the cons, you know, the one, the sun. Or, you know, daughter, whoever drive and, you know, white supremacy people attack them or, you know, police or do whatever and nothing can come out. Trust me, them back the blue completely and even when yeah, you leave out of Florida or going to Florida, you see the big confederate flag fly, you know what I mean, so, yeah, them, them, but, but you put up one, like a Black Lives Matter flag, you see them go crazy and, you know, them they, yeah, them yeah them start to uh, come at your house and, you know, so, <laughs> right. Yo, so, like I like, was bubble away, but don't totally don't still yeah. That's our plan
1: so <laughs> I'm not sure when Ron DeSantis became a white man. I'm not sure when or when Italians were considered white, not sure when, but I did a little deeping bec- uh, di- digging, sorry, deep digging because Italians are not really white, so. Ah, uh, you have darker-skinned Southern Italians. D- did I say that? Um, when I was reading the Wikipedia thing, that his great-great grandparents are from the south of Italy, right? Yeah.
16: <laughs> just keep moving the goalposts, moments. Huh? Oh, uh, uh, is it Chile? They, I was saying they just keep moving the goalposts. From yeah. what I understand, a lot of these white people had to be pure, pure white. And then when they started migrating to America, they started giving them the jobs that they didn't want. So like that, like the Irish people were like policemen, and then the Italian people were like certain things like that. But now they consider them white, and then they hate everybody else. Yes. So just like I said, they just keep doing it over and over again. They came here; they don't want anybody else in the country. They're just trying to hold on to their uh, their white fragility, but they're still losing the country because I think most of the people that come here are from Asia and China. And um, the southern countries, anyway. So it's a lot of Spanish people, a lot of Asian people. They don't even have to worry about the black people, but they're still losing the country. They're just trying to fight.
18: <laughs> Scramble like uh, roaches. That's s- all it is.
1: So, um, <laughs> as the historian Matthew Jacobson shows in his immigrant history, whiteness of a different color, the surge of newcomers engendered a national panic and led Americans to adopt a more restrictive. Politicized view of how whiteness was to be allocated. This is according to NewYorkTimes.com. Journalists, politicians, social scientists, and immigration uh, officials embraced the habit, separating ostensibly white Europeans into races. Some were designated whiter and more worthy of citizenship than others, while some were ranked as too close to blackness to be socially redeemable. The story of how Italian immigrants went from um, being racialized in the 19th century to white Americans in good standing in the 20th offers a window into the alchemy through which race is constructed in the United States and how racial hierarchies can sometimes change darker skinned southern Italians endured penalties of blackness on both sides of the Atlantic. So you know what's going on with him right here? I, I don't need to be a therapist, a psychotherapist, or put him on a couch and have a talk with him. He is fighting the blackness that lies within him. He doesn't like it. And he is going to do anything to distance himself from it as much as possible. But anyway, In Italy, Northerners had long held that Southerners, particularly Sicilians, were an uncivilized and racially inferior people. Too obviously African to be part of Europe. (laughs) Just look at his skin tone, folks. You can tell the African blood runs through him. Don't hate yourself, DeSantis. Don't do it. Embrace who you really are racist dogma about southern italians found fertile soil in the united states as the historian jennifer uh, writes the newcomers encountered waves of books magazines and newspapers that bombarded americans with images of italians as racially suspect they were sometimes shut out of schools look at that movie houses and labor unions or consigned to church pews set aside for black people They were described in the press as swarthy, kinky-haired. Yes, many of them do have kinky hair, folks, in case you didn't know. Members of a criminal race and derided in the streets with epithets like Dago and Guinea, a term of derision applied to enslaved Africans and their descendants, and more familiarly racist insults like white N-word and N-wop. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to continue. The penalties of blackness went well beyond name calling in the apartheid South. Italians who had come to the country as free, quote unquote, white persons were often marked as black because they accepted black jobs in the Louisiana sugar fields or because they chose to live among African-Americans. Ah, so African-Americans allowed you to live amongst them so that you could survive. But now that you have been established and feel that you are accepted on the other side of the aisle, now you're ready to discard. This left them vulnerable to marauding mobs like the ones that hanged, shot, dismembered or burned alive thousands of black men, women and children across the South. You see, since they're removing critical race theory out of colleges, and we're going to take advantage of Black History Month right here, all right, so. Learn, folks, learn. The federal holiday, um, oh, before I even get there. <laughs> yeah, you know, they were subject to being hung, shot, dismembered, or burned alive like thousands of black men, women, and children across the South. The federal holiday honoring the Italian explorer Christopher Columbus celebrated on Monday was central to the process through which Italian Americans were fully ratified as white during the 20th century. The rationale for the holiday was steeped in myth and allowed Italian-Americans to write a laudatory portrait of themselves into the civic record. Oh, let me interpret that in layman's terms. Lies. Few who march on Columbus Day parades or recount the tale of Columbus's voyage from Europe to the New World are aware of how the holiday came about or that President Benjamin Harrison proclaimed it as a one-time national celebration in 1892 in the wake of a bloody New Orleans lynching that took the lives of 11 Italian immigrants. The proclamation was part of a broader attempt to quiet outrage among Italian-Americans and a diplomatic blow-up over the murders that brought Italy and the United States to the brink of war. So probably if the countries in Africa brought the U.S. to the brink of war, (laughs) black African-Americans would be seen differently.
6: Okay, probably. Mm.
1: Historians have recently showed that America's dishonorable response to this barbaric event was partially conditioned by racist stereotypes about Italians promulgated in northern newspapers like the Times. A striking... Striking analysis. So there you have it, folks. A little history for us today. So this tells me (laughs) what I've already known. We know that especially Southern Italians, which he is a uh, derivative of, they want to move away from their blackness and their likeness to blackness as much as possible. But guess what? I'm going to tell you something, DeSantis. That little tan that you have, it can't hide. It can't hide. As we look at you, we can tell. We know that there's some melanin there. What are you ashamed of? Why are you ashamed of diversity and equity? Why? And why are you going to propel the ideology that teaching people about the truth or teaching people the truth about their history is damaging? Why are you doing that, DeSantis? Well, you're certainly gaining attention that you want. I want to say you're being strategic with this whole thing, that you're just doing this to garner attention. This is a cry for attention because you want to rally up the ignoramuses that lurk about those who have not chosen to educate themselves or seek knowledge. You, you know that those are the ones, just like Trump, that once you hook them and you have them, then you control them. That's all you're doing. Is this really who you are? Or is this just a show? Are you wearing a mask? so that you can garner the votes that you need come 2024 to secure a place in the White House, which you may get because of <laughs> lack of intelligence. Yeah, that's all I must say. I'm done. Done, 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 done. In our next story, impassioned calls for uh, reform, police reform at Tyree Nichols' funeral. The store is cur- courtesy of the Associated Press via WSVN Miami. Let me go ahead and get that sound clip for you. Waiting for it to play. Bear with me here one second. It's loading, it's loading, it's loading. Why is it stuck? Okay, I do have internet. <laughs> oh my gosh, why, why are you asking me if I'm um 18 years or over? I am. Why are they doing this to me? I'm so sorry, folks. Please, I do apologize for the delay. Okay, here we go. Uh, Skip ad. I don't need the ad. Can we skip the ad, please? Okay, here we go, here we go.
25: On the circumstances surrounding his death, Reverend Al Sharpton will be delivering the eulogy. We're also expecting to hear from family attorney Ben Crump later today, who's expected to make a call to action. Live in Memphis, I'm Ivan Rodriguez. There are three simple changes I tell all of my arthritis patients to make. Okay, please. I'm so
1: sorry. There is. You have to start drinking more water. Okay. There we
17: go.
24: news alert off the top this noon a man recording himself doing something okay so they
1: they interrupted it i'm so sorry about that so I, i won't be able to play it i do apologize um i'll just go ahead and read the article tyree nichols's family and friends remembered him with songs of faith and heartfelt tributes on wednesday blending a celebration of his life with outraged calls to police reform after the brutal beating he endured at the hands of memphis police Nichols' mother, Rowan Wells, fought back tears as she spoke lovingly of her son. The only thing that's keeping me going is that I truly believe that my son was sent here on an assignment from God, and I guess now his assignment is done. He's gone home, she said, urging Congress to pass police reform. The Reverend Al Sharpton and Vice President Kamala Harris both delivered impassioned speeches calling on lawmakers to approve the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act, a broad package of reforms that includes a national registry for police officers disciplined for misconduct, a ban on no-knock warrants and other measures. Harris said the beating of Nichols, a 29-year-old black man by five black police officers, was a violent act that violated the stated mission of police to ensure public safety. It was not in the interest of keeping the public safe, because one must ask, was not it in the interest of keeping the public safe that Tyree Nichols would be with us today? Was he not also entitled to the right to be safe? So when we talk about public safety, let us understand what it means in its truest form. Tyree Nichols should have been safe, she said. Nichols was beaten after police stopped him for an alleged traffic violation. January 7 video released after pressure from Nichols' family. The video shows officers holding him down and repeatedly punching, kicking and striking him. All of this with a baton as he screamed for his mother. Sharpton said the officers who beat Nichols might have acted differently if they were real, if there were real accountability for their actions. He also believes that if Nichols had been white, you would not have beat him like that. We understand that there are concerns about public safety. We understand that there are needs that need to be dealt with when it comes to crime. But you don't fight crime by becoming criminals yourself. You don't stand up to thugs in the street by becoming thugs. You don't fight gangs by becoming five armed men against an unarmed man. That's not the police. That's punk. Family of other black men and women killed by police, including George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Botham Jean and Eric Garner also attended the funeral and Nichols, mother called on officials to prevent more tragedies. After Tyree Nichols's funeral, Biden faces pressure on policing. This article, courtesy of the Associated Press. When President, Vice President, rather, Kamala Harris was called to the pulpit at the funeral for Tyree Nichols, she said the White House would settle for nothing less than ambitious federal legislation to crack down on police brutality. But I want to stop right there for a quick second. Oh, I was in the matrix. I'm so sorry. Thank you for letting me know, Chili. So sorry. Uh, So, (sighs) Vice President Kamala Harris, when she got into the pulpit, she is calling for um, federal legislation to crack down on police brutality. But I do have a couple of questions. Federal legislation, when enacted, Isn't it always counted at the state level? Am I right or am I wrong? And the reason I'm asking the question, too often I have seen where things are um, put in place on the federal level, but yet states get to decide and states get to argue and do their own thing. So, even if federal legislation is put in place how does it affect us at the state level somebody please answer that question for me go ahead go right ahead because i don't know that's one question my other question prior to the midterms who had control of the house democrats both sides of the aisle did they have control of everything
18: i'm, I'm one of those uh what we demi kind of when you mean when they getting up all right
1: before the midterms
18: oh before the Who
1: was in control? Who was in control? Hmm? Who was in control before the midterms?
18: Wasn't it the the Democrats? uh, Democrats. Before the...
1: Okay, so remember now, Biden is the president. We just had the midterms. Prior to the midterms, who controlled the House? They did. Thank you oh okay So
24: right. You're
1: okay. right. thank you so you're calling for something to be done with the republicans in control right now so a couple months ago i raised the question and i think it was um was it President or not dj naturalist that it broke it down and explained to me how um, executive order works and my takeaway from the explanation is that executive order is a band-aid it's there for a couple of years and then the hope is that while it is there we're taking antibiotics to cure the infection right we get a cut not healing we go to the doctor they prescribe us some antibiotics, we take them orally, or if it's um, to put on topically on our skin, right, and that is supposed to work. But before we go to the doctor, because the doctor office is not open, we can't manage to go. Um, what you call it, emergency, we use our things that we have at home, we put on a band-aid. And that Band-Aid stays there until we can fix the issue properly. Isn't it so too with with, um, legislations. So an executive order is signed. It's temporary. In the meantime, we're going to work to make sure that we can get more than an an executive order. I will take the damn Band-Aid right now. I don't see why executive order cannot be exercised to see to it that federal legislation is put in place to crack down on police brutality. What's the hiccup? What's the hold up, Democrats? Don't come tell me about you got Pan call um, them now for do it with the Republicans in place when all of y'all were sitting up there in Washington not doing a damn thing. You could have used executive power. Sit down and wait. Wait, pa, Who?
16: They make too much money. That's the hiccup. It's just, yeah, the entire cities and communities and towns that the prison industrial complex like feeds off of black and brown people. That's the hiccup.
18: No, uh, you, you, know what you get told me on some moments. You get to me I said we, not, we not choose no party because I'm telling already the two of them are the same. Two. Two of them are the same. One bird, two wings, two of them are the same. The one just outright with it, the next one just kinda ease back with it. But behind closed doors they might the do things. A whole part of time couldn't put um executive order. Even the speech of me uh say what name Trump, when I mean, run for the president thing again, I must say, as soon as him get in, he might go sign um into well sign exec, um, executive order immediately to do whatever and whatever. So are things where it can be done as a president, you go in, you, um, a matter come up, and it come like, it's up to you for say, you know what, you going to open and sign in the executive order, yeah. You get me, I say, and then maybe work to for whatever, say, um, make it become law or whatever it is. You get me, but are things what a president can do. Obama couldn't do it, he never do nothing. He do it for other people biden come in same thing him couldn't do it him do it for other people but yes, still who black people are the one who got us into the presidency if you're not black if you don't vote for, for me you're not black but oh and why well, next thing your mother said well i can't do any what's your name kamala and even sales abrams What are them well i can't do anything for just black people alone um they're like 13 percent of the uh, uh, uh you know of the nation but yes, still our next group of people are six percent. They can do things for immediately. Sign into legislation just because someone say, "Yo, are you bringing the COVID now?" Well, we need to sign an executive order oh, for protect these people, even though they're just six percent. Uh, even though they're just six percent, so they do not care. They, they do not care. It's all a sham. All
1: right. You so get what I said? Yeah. So I have the clip. I finally have the clip. Let me go ahead and play it. Sorry.
7: In the news today, family and loved ones of Tyree Nichols saying their final farewell. Seven's Ethan Calloway is live at the Satellite Center with a look at the. This is
1: from yesterday, Ethan folks. This is, is a from yesterday.
25: Figures joined loved ones for that really somber service. Meantime, calls for change as many hope to prevent a similar tragedy from ever happening again. Tyree was a beautiful person, and for this to happen to him, it's just unimaginable. An emotional farewell to 29-year-old Tyree Nichols in Memphis. Family and friends gathering for a final goodbye nearly a month after he died following a brutal beating by five Memphis police officers during a traffic stop.
8: We have to fight for justice. Yeah. We cannot continue to let these people brutalize our kids. Vice President
25: Kamala Harris and the family members of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor were among those in attendance at Nichols' funeral Wednesday. The Reverend Al Sharpton delivered the eulogy, which included a call to action on the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act. Some of us are going to fight until we make this legislation happen. Efforts to revive the bill are already in the works. ahead of the State of the Union next week, the White House says President Biden will push for it during a meeting with Congressional Black Caucus members today.
7: He's continuing to call on Republicans in Congress to join with Democrats and ensure our justice system lives up to its name.
25: The bill would create a national registry of police misconduct, ban racial profiling, and overhaul qualified immunity, a main sticking point. Republicans defend qualified immunity. Democrats want to ax it. Tyree Nichols' family has also been talking to Senator Cory Booker, who helped draft the bill.
5: We need all of us
25: to finally, finally, get this reform tyree nichols parents are scheduled to attend the state of the union
1: address next week so um what is it there (laughs) oh i do apologize let me close that out (laughs) Mm. let me choose my words very carefully um i know that president biden has been accused of being too cautious why is he being cautious why is he being cautious what's the reason what are you afraid of Go ahead,
11: Fabian. Go right ahead. Yeah, probably of losing the gun owners' votes. Um, as I said, this country has a gun fetish that uh, dates back to the Civil War. We have not shaken that fetish for guns, especially in the South. I don't get it. I'll never understand it. But um, as we will know, these gun lobbyists are so powerful in the state capital. And uh, I think it's really all about their own survival with votes. And that's why I hold up a big talk. But uh, once again, all you need to do is instead of waiting on Republicans, that's an interesting uh, phrase there, waiting on Republicans as if they'll have a come-to-Jesus moment. Foolishness. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Fabian.
18: Uh, Moments. Um, I'm not even fully see it, but you remember when Biden he have him on Kamala he have a um, uh what was it, like uh, uh some um video conference with the black carcass. And he taught talking like a child, like kids, children, where where they behave, the way he talk to them, and he go as far as say America is not only uh, America is doomed, not only because of black people.
20: <laughs>
18: you I say? So we are saying, weird America doomed not only because of black people. When I'm on, I'm on top of why 2040, um, America, um, the, the whites are going to be the minorities. Oh, but, you remember but, but, that, that video there?
1: Here, here's what i want to deal with right now police reform that's what i just that's, 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 that's what i want to talk about right this minute and the reason i want to talk about it right this minute we, we are fully aware of everything else but right this minute it's police reform and why is it important uh chile you can get stopped at any time fabian you can get stopped at any time Afalabi, you can get stopped at any time Marlon, you can get stopped at any time. How do I know what the outcome? How can I know for a fact that the outcome is going to be good? That each one of you, Marlon, Afo, Fabian, Chile, Jamesy, not in the US, I'm so now we're about you too, tough. But how will I know that if you're pulled over, you're stopped, you're gonna make it home? So I'm talking about police reform right now. I don't care about 2040. I'm in a business with that. Right now, I want to deal with police reform right this minute. The White House is facing fresh pressure to advance the issue. And even some political allies are frustrated with what they view as excess caution from Biden. Uh, representative Jamal Bowman a Democrat for New York said that he thinks the president is missing the opportunity to be a historic president when it comes to the social issues that continue to plague our country you need to be a champion of a new vision for America that's what you need to be a new America we need a new America we need police reform. Now it starts there. I want to know that if my husband is driving through some remote part of the country and he gets pulled over, he doesn't have to fear for his life. I want to know that if a cop pulls him over, they're not going to brutalize him. That's what I want to know. I want to know that any of you and your sons will be safe and your daughters will be safe and not have to worry because the police are doing what they ought to do. Serve and protect. I want to know that if I break down on the side of a highway at 12 o'clock at night, 1 o'clock in the middle of the night, and a police officer pulls up, he will be there to help me, not harm me. police reform we can't eat all the apple at once we have to take it in chunks so let us start with this one because it's an ongoing problem and i need mr biden joe biden to wake up and exercise executive order put it in place whatever we can't put it together right now but that's what we need We don't need any more politicians being representatives at funerals because of the failure to enact legislation, the failure to use what is available to you to see to it that something is done. And yes, we know we're going to have the war at the state level to fight there because it seems to me the state supersedes federal. I thought it was the other way around, but mm, no, states get to dictate what happens. But the fight continues there as well. But at least when we have federal inaction, it tells us that something is finally being done. Medanta, I'm looking. Uh-huh. I'm just waiting right now for them to come out and say that we are going to be signing we're not waiting on no democrats we're not waiting on no republicans we're not waiting on nobody we are going to do right by the people of this country
18: you um uh, um you can't expect a leopard change changing strike moments <laughs> you get me but what do you mean known for? Uh, don't them say uh, support this world, stop on first thing, uh, uh you know, go around and lock up black people, the, you know all kind of something. Seeing where it Kamala come out and known for it back when she the uh, uh, California Lack uh, lock up black people, you get black men to be exact, and uh, one of them even for William case, they mean for do a look at when they mean do a presidential thing you know, run for and all sorts of things start to come to light. I said, Oh yeah, you know what I Because mean? that's the first, uh, first thing I first about this Kamala out until until me something with it. You man say your oh, evidence come before to show them innocent. And she ignore it. I mean I put him case and get about well, nine point something million dollar. So she knows for them something, and like he knowing for him if there's some law in that support and come on to black folks. So it is shocking to me. Woman see him come and say, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. She same one, when she done run against him, she done call him racist. I guess whatever deal they make, them change them talk. I guess I for make her the the the, the the vice president if she get as much black voters who knows you get what i said so she change her tone oh i don't think you're racist it's really strange. you get it's me strange. i said so it it, it it might be strange oh, well, all these people who vote for this brother Yeah, and this woman Yeah. forget about all of these things it's like them them get amnesia or something you get what i said so you can't expect a, a leopard to change them stripe. So, they're not going to do nothing about no police reform. Especially since the black people have no powers. The bad not really tough for black people. So, all of them are bring out a people funeral, all shopping and come They don't serve no purpose because all of them do come pacify. Put like a little band on it and, and that's all it is. All right. Don't ta- support black folks. All right, I'm going to take a quick
1: break and when we return, we have more stories out of North America.
6: There's a land That I
3: Have heard about So far Across
6: the sea There
3: My dreamland.
1: Just tuning in online, QMZRadio.com and JohnNoRadio.com. And if you're just joining us here on Clubhouse, thank you for checking us out. Thank you for coming to Coffee and Toe World News on the go. We're going to get back to business right after this one from Peter Tosh, Johnny B. Good. Thank you once again to everyone listening online. Thank you so much for sticking sticking with us. Thank you to my Clubhouse family. Appreciate each and every one of you. It is time for us to get back into the rest of the stories out of North America. Passengers disarmed gunman who killed D.C. employee and shot others. Story courtesy of the Associated Press via WSVN. A man randomly brandishing a firearm shot three people, killing one in a Wednesday morning rampage in the nation's capital that started on a city bus and ended in a metro tunnel after passengers attacked and disarmed him. Authorities were still piecing together the chaotic series of events that left two people with gunshot wounds to the leg and a metro employee shot dead. The shooter is in police custody and has not been publicly identified. Metropolitan Police Department Executive Assistant Chief Ashan Benedict praised the heroic actions of the citizens, the community, in disarming the shooter. He also added the fact that our citizens had to intervene with an armed gunman is disturbing. The violence began shortly after 9 a.m. when the man began brandishing a weapon and confronting passengers on a city bus in the southeast area of the city. The man pursued one of the passengers off the bus and shot them in the leg. The man went down the escalator of the nearby Potomac Avenue metro stop, confronted someone who was buying a metro pass and shot that person in the leg as well. Both victims are recovering in local hospitals. FBI searches Biden's vacation home. No classified documents, according to the Associated Press. The FBI searched President Joe Biden's vacation home in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, on Wednesday without turning up any classified documents, the latest turn in an extraordinary series of searches of his and his predecessor's properties. Agents did take some handwritten notes and other materials relating to Biden's time as vice president for review, just as they had when they searched his Wilmington home last month, where they also found classified items. Investigators searched his former office at a Washington think tank that bears his name in November, but it isn't clear whether they took anything. The Biden searches conducted with his blessing have come as investigators work to determine how classified information from his time as a senator and vice president came to wind up in his home and former office and whether any mishandling involved criminal intent or was merely a mistake in a city where unauthorized treatment of classified documents is not unheard of. Law enforcement searches of property are a routine part of criminal probes, but there is nothing ordinary about the FBI scouring a sitting president's home, even as Biden and his aides have sought to contrast his actions with those of his predecessor. And from the desk of NPR, Congress gears up for another farm bill. Well, here is what's on the menu. Lawmakers drank thick milkshakes brought to them by the Pennsylvania Dairymen's Association as they listened to farmers, ranchers and community leaders from around the state talk about their needs and wants for the 2023 Farm Bill. The Pennsylvania Farm Show in Harrisburg served as the perfect curtain opener for House Agriculture Committee Chair G.T. Thompson to begin discussions on the measure that funds many parts of the American food supply chain and rural development. Thompson said, we're working on a crunch time here. This is an industry that is important, not just to those of us who live in rural America. This is probably the most important industry from the standpoint. It touches the lives of every American family more times a day than any other industry. The once-every-five-year piece of legislation is a hodgepodge of policies. The bill is made up of multiple titles, 12 to be exact, that blended together make up a bill known as the biggest safety net for American farmers. However, a very short timeline and infighting among House Republicans are raising questions over the feasibility of passing a large measure in time. So I want to know what's in this bill. Key points of negotiation. Here we go. Crop insurance. Elizabeth Hinkle, president of the Pennsylvania Corn Growers, testified during the farm show listening session about the need to make crop insurance more accessible. About 45% of corn acres in the state are not insured, so farmers are on the hook for costs if their crops fail due to climate or other disasters. Rural development. The Department of Agriculture is the only federal agency with the explicit mandate of deploying programs to help the development of rural areas. This includes grants to build hospitals, schools, traditional infrastructure, and utilities services. There is also research. The Farm Bill can allocate dollars to fund research at colleges, universities, and public and private institutions. This can include research into how to best grow food make crops more resistant to droughts and heat, and create artificial intelligence machines to work the crops. Conservation. The conservation title received a significant boost from recent congressional efforts to invest in climate change mitigating efforts. Hmm. So, yeah, there are some things on the table there, but um, I think the reason... they're pushing so hard is that the dairy industry is under threat as research shows that there are alternatives that are better, quote unquote, healthier options to cow's milk and the um, byproducts of the cow's milk. I, I think that that's what the big issue is. I may be wrong. I may be wrong. All right. Um, Next up, SNAP recipients will lose their pandemic boost and may face other reductions by March. The story also courtesy of NPR. SNAP recipients nationwide will stop getting pandemic-era boosts after this month's payments. That's according to the Food and Nutrition Service in their announcement. The emergency allotments provided an additional $95 or the maximum amount for their household size, whichever was greater. SNAP emergency allotments were a temporary strategy authorized by Congress to help low income individuals and families deal with the hardships of the COVID-19 pandemic. They're now ending because of congressional action. 32 states plus DC Guam and the U.S. Virgin Islands are still providing the boost. Benefits will return to pre-pandemic levels in March. In South Carolina, benefits returned to normal this month. Emergency allotments had already ended everywhere else. Nearly half of the households that use SNAP also received Social Security. And Social Security is the most common source of income for SNAP households. Most of those households should expect to see further reductions in their SNAP benefits by March. That's because of a dramatic cost of living increase in Social Security which went into effect last month. Uh, Congress, can I say this? Um, We still need help. Yes, pandemic may have ended, but there are folks who still need help. Why? Because when um, fuel prices soared, which you know the trickle-down effect of that, the snowball effect, was that prices on the shelves, in particular for food, went soaring. And unfortunately, those prices have not gone back to pre-pandemic prices. So, I, you know, let us fight for that. Let us hope that those who, who are in the positions to fight for a reinstatement of this um, cushion, for the want of a better term, will push for that because people are depending on it, especially for those people who re- depend heavily on social security. How are they going to truly make up for the difference? And most Social Security recipients are the elderly. They need to sustain their nutritional um, benefits, right? So let's see to it that we continue to take care of them the best way we can. Next up, Senate Democrats grapple with pressure to remove GOP's blue slip authority on judges. So I don't know what the blue slip is. So I'm going to learn today, courtesy of CNN. When the Senate Judiciary Committee meets Thursday to vote in another slate of President Joe Biden's judicial nominees, Democrats will be benefiting from more than their two additional years of Senate control. Democrats, with the expansion of their majority in the midterms to a 51-49 margin, have gained new advantages in their remaking of the federal bench that they did not have during the first half of Biden's administration, among them soon having a clear majority of the Judiciary Committee, rather than the previous even split that will limit the ability of Senate Republicans to slow the pace of confirmations. But the committee's Democratic leadership is stopping short of committing to another aggressive move that would hypercharge Biden's reshaping of the judiciary. Activists on the left want Chairman Dick Durbin to abolish the blue slip, the last major tool GOP senators have to constrain the impression Biden can make on the courts. But the Illinois Democrat has not been willing to take that step. Just a few weeks into the new Congress, shadow boxing has already begun over the role of the so-called blue slips. The sign-off district court nominees must get from their home state senators, and whether they will be used to obstruct Biden's judicial overall. Republicans have made a mockery of the blue slip system. All right, so I need somebody to explain a little more to me. If you're familiar with the blue slip system, what exactly is it? Because I'm not going to lie, I still don't understand what it is after reading that article. Anybody familiar with the blue slip? I'm jumping on... um google all right so according to google uh, www.judiciary.senate.gov what is a blue slip the constitution requires the president to seek both the advice and consent of the senate in appointing judges to lifetime positions on federal courts a blue slip is a piece of paper that the Senate Judiciary Committee uses to solicit views of home state senators after a person is nominated to be a federal judge in their state. It gives meaning to the advice prong of the Senate's constitutional role. The return of a blue slip usually signifies to the committee that the president received the advice of the home state senator before the nomination was made a returned blue slip does not necessarily mean that the home state senators will vote to confirm the nominee however it does indicate that the senators elected to represent that state were consulted prior to nomination and that the nominee is likely to be confirmed. Ooh,
7: do you get it now <laughs> I <said that. sighs> yeah I think I understand it a little bit better now with yeah. that description do you it's so I think one of the things that that sounds like but well, because the Senate majority is now Republican and the president is Democratic if he chooses someone who would likely be not democratic because these um judges are not supposed to have a political affiliation but let's say liberal versus conservative then the more conservative republican could cancel out that person and say no you can't choose that one you must choose someone else that's how i understand it okay
1: makes sense makes sense ah sonette we learn something
7: new every day huh yeah, that, I've never heard that term before today and but I think I I'm that's how I'm understanding it and I hope so. Does anybody else understand it that way? Please say yay or nay or tell me tell me what you think. I'm I'm open to it. Yeah,
1: me too. Or is everybody agreeing or are we still trying to um take it in? I and- have no idea. <laughs> I was trying
16: to figure it out as well. Um, I was, I was like trying to like this, the blue ticket thing sounds interesting, but I don't really understand it. But yeah, if anybody else could elaborate, um, I'm, I'm down.
1: All right. So a blue slip is a piece of paper that the Senate judiciary committee uses to solicit views. So all they really want is to hear what home state senators have to say about someone who has been
7: nominated to be a federal judge in their state. Mm-hmm. That's it. But, but I- yeah, so like a conservative, like we know that the Senate, the majority is Republican. Republican sometimes equals conservative, right? If I'm wrong, take it away from me. No, but that's how not. I see it. Yeah. Right. So if a conservative senator sees that President Biden is going to put this liberal judge in, they're gonna say, uh, 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 we want somebody. Let's put in somebody Kavanaugh-like or someone. What is that that woman's name? Put in one of them people, Roberts. Instead of a someone like um, our newest justice, oh my god, I'm going blank. Kalani Brown, I'm, that's a designer shoot. Whatever her name is, it's Kalani, isn't it? I don't know. That's okay. Say more. It again, David. Katanji. Katanji, Katanji Brown. Okay. Yes. Is Instead that of Katangi, they're David? gonna put in a somebody like like Roberts or or Kavanaugh, and and then we'll end up where we are right now with uh, mostly are we balancing it you know i'm not changing the subject but yes that's how i understand it
1: Mm. okay all right fair enough um fair enough yeah that sounds reasonable to me to me (laughs) all right and that one that story wraps up the news out of north america so we have business and tech news yeah let's get into that um Oops. Okay, here we go. Frontier announces all you can fly summer pass. Hmm, interesting. How does this one work? Story courtesy of CNN via WSB. And so it is only February, but Frontier has announced a deal for anyone planning summer travel. The low cost air carrier is launching an all you can fly summer pass it will cost 399 dollars and includes nearly unlimited flights between may and september frontier says each flight will cost pass holders just one cent plus your taxes fees, and any charges for seats or checked baggage. The airline currently has more than 100 destinations and plans to add new non-stop service between multiple cities and Puerto Rico this summer. Ah, uh, so you're paying for your ticket still. No feel no way. Because by the time you pick your seat, check your bag, pay the taxes and the fees, plus the penny, yeah, you're right back at paying for a ticket anyway. It's, it's just a feel-good thing.
7: Moments. Left, yes, Moments. Yes, 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 yes.
11: I'd rather take a donkey to Angola. <laughs> I just leave it there. Thank you.
7: <laughs> why, why don't you people like buses? It's a bus, okay? It's just a bus <laughs> in the air. Just jump on the bus and get to the place. It's all right. Sonnet, given a choice
11: of the two, I'd rather take backpack. a donkey. Trust me.
7: <gasps> oh my gosh.
11: Anyway,
1: hold on, on then. Remember that song? <laughs> you know, you put that song in my head. Um, Fabian. You really put that minibus driver, control Jamaica.
11: We have to play that. We have to play that.
1: <laughs> you put the song in the... okay, hold on. You know, I have to find that song maybe. Have
11: to find it. I haven't heard that oh, in mercy. Minivan... Oh, got me bus
1: drive Jamaica. <laughs> okay. Why is it that it the wall open? Up? <laughs> You know what? We need to be of ourselves.
7: Um, oh my gosh. So, does that mean you've flown uh, Frontier before Fabian? Have you actually gotten on their airline or no?
11: You just making a. It, in it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. It was
7: a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where did you go, Fabian?
11: Okay. Where did you have to go? Went to our Boston. It was a pretty bad ordeal there. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. What's the title for the song? Why? I can't find the song. What's the title for the song? Minifan show Jamaica.
11: Players, right? Players. It's and, uh... not General Trees.
1: Oh, yeah. Alright, my last no. <laughs> <laughs> van... No man, i do not really have me a No Man. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. You know say so no, I'm really digging big the... Gun on the Grill is one song. Gun and the Grill um no it's not that one. Okay, Pandora doesn't want to pull it up for me. I'm not gonna fight with Pandora. It's showing me the other songs, but not um, not that one. Let me see. Okay, yeah, now show me that one. There. so. And on YouTube, I've got time to go through their ads because I'm not paying for ad-free YouTube. Sorry. Okay. Next up in business news, Shell profits hit record forty billion dollars at Britain's Endure inflation they need to stop these companies from bragging about their profit margins while people were struggling to survive story courtesy of aljazeera.com energy giant shell has announced record annual profits nearing 40 billion dollars after oil and gas prices surged following russia's invasion of ukraine last february the british company's earnings in 2022 were the highest in its 115 year history a milestone that has angered many britons struggling with a cost of living crisis largely driven by inflated energy bills
7: Uh, when public information
1: it has to be released it has to be released you know it's public
7: information it should be released i'm sorry it hurts me it hurts our feelings like, why are y'all making money and people suffering? But it's got to be out there. We can just ignore it, Sonet. <sighs> you owe me something. What is that, my dear?
1: What's our today's day two? Do you have another Black History icon for us?
7: Yes, today okay. is uh, Zora Neale Hurston. All um, right, Click okay. to the page of my booklet. Miss Hurston was a writer and a folklorist and an and anthropologist she that was her where her love started in anthropology she um she was born in 1891 and died in 1960 she was born in the state of florida etonville mm. a small incorporated town with i think her father i read her book her book is called dust tracks on the road I don't think it's listed here. It may be, but, um, this is my, this is my daughter's book. (laughs) It's, it's called, um, Little Leaders Bold Women in Black History is written by Vashti Harrison. And that's what I'm using as my guide this, this time. I've written about her a couple of them anyway. Um, so Zora Neale Hurston, um, was an anthropologist. Like I said, she's from Florida. She studied in New York and she was during the time of the Renaissance. Um, She did a lot of studies on people of um, the Bahamas. She was extremely interested in the music and dance and and theater of it all um, and black Americans. So one of her her most favorite books, which is actually just reread it last two weeks ago, um, Their Eyes Are Watching God. It's written in a style which what people call um, AAVE, American African American vernacular English. Mm-hmm. So it's it basically in the in Amer- American patois, for lack of a better phrase. You know how how um, yeah, yeah. if you to listen to Southern people speak. Yeah. So that's how the book is written, and it's 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 one of the most heartbreaking and beautifully written stories. But it will take you some time if you're sitting there and reading it. But I will give you a tip: go audiobook. Ah, read by the actor Ruby D. Mm. Ruby D. So, oh, yes, Ruby D. Read. Their eyes are watching God, and you just want to sit, put your feet up, and just listen to her read it. It's just beautiful, and she brings emotion, and she brings the voice. Sometimes her voice is kind of like teary. You can hear like like it's just hurt the way her voice is. That's that's my suggestion. If you don't have a chance to sit there and try to read through it and understand what they're saying in the in you know it's it's old Southern language or description. But anyway, um, she another one of her books got released very recently. It's called Barracoon and it's written um, when she interviewed one of the last men who survived the um, slave trade. He mm. was um, that book was released I think in two 2000- thousand eight or nine it's readily available um and she was an anthropologist that's what she did so she talked to people and Mm -hmm. she told the stories of this man i do not remember his real name but the book is called barracoon so that's my story today zora neale hurston american folklorist
1: thank you so Sunet, you just have to do one more thing for us if you could put those titles in the chat for us because um yeah for those of us Of the who, books? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah for Those uh, of us absolutely. who would like to do the audio book. Yeah, so we can
7: listen while we work or work out or play, you know? Yeah. So here's one she learned I didn't I've never listened to. It. Real quick. Um, Tell My Horse was a result of years of research and study of folklore and religion in Jamaica and Haiti. Upon her passing, the famous writer Alice Walker called her a genius of the South. I did and I have not read Tell My Horse, so that's another book I have to look up. I've read the others listed in this book, but I don't know that one. So Tell My Horse. I will re- write them all down in the, um, chat. In the chat. All right. Awesome.
16: <laughs> Real quick moments.
1: Thank you so much today. Who was that, Chili or Fabian? Chili, go right ahead. Moments. Go ahead.
16: No, No, I was going to say I agree with everything. That was wonderful, what uh, Sonnet just said. Um, I just watched some documentary on her. Like recently and i was going to say the same thing i think she did studies on haitian culture on jamaican culture too she was like a black woman with her own car her own gun traveling in the south and like everywhere else like she was amazing she did a lot
1: wow, wow. oh my gosh yes
7: and i put it in the chat
1: so every day remember folks throughout the month of february so is going to be highlighting an iconic person in black history that we have never heard about and we need to share this information with our children because you know we already know especially in florida do not let history die do not just as food the foods we eat today are passed on from generation to generation we must do so with our history Right. Our icons, they are many and we ought to be proud of them. Okay, so I want to do this. I want to dig a little deeper. We're going to talk a little bit more about anthropology. What is anthropology? It is the study of human societies and cultures. And I'm saying it not for the adults necessarily. But yes, there are children who do listen. There are parents who are transporting their children. Remember, it's another time zone in other parts of the world. Uh, for some people it's 530 for some it's 830 all right so children are listening so uh, what is anthropology it is the study of human societies and cultures and their development the study of human biological and physiological characteristics and their evolution and in case you didn't know there are four types of anthropology there is archaeology Bioanthropology, linguistic anthropology, and social cultural anthropology. All right? So let's look those up. Let us look those up. Archaeology, bioanthropology, linguistic anthropology, social cultural anthropology. Okay? Amazing. Thank you once again, Sunette. We appreciate it. In lifestyle, Black on Black celebrates Black culture while exploring history and racial tension. This story, courtesy of NPR.org. These lines appear on the first page of Daniel Black's Black on Black on our resilience and brilliance in America. Check that book out as well, Black on Black it explores black culture while exploring history and racial tension i must advise you it is not an easy read and that's according to the author black's voice is strong daniel black um informed angry and relentless so make sure you have your chai tea or your vanilla tea or your chamomile tea or your wine your red wine so you calm yourself as you read the book because some things are going to be uncomfortable sometimes we have to get uncomfortable to understand the passages the paths that were taken but the goal is not to stay angry please it is more about gaining information all right okay all right so In health and science news your child's academic success may start with their screen time as infants and that's according to a study Uh, thank you CNN for bringing this to light because I think that infants nowadays these babies are born with um, something embedded in them (laughs) letting infants watch tablets and TV may be impairing their academic achievement achievement rather and emotional well-being later on that's according to a new study but anyway researchers found that increased use of screen time during infancy was associated with poorer executive functioning once the child was nine years old that's according to a study published monday in the journal jama pediatrics executive functioning skills are mental processes that enable us to plan focus attention remember instructions, and judge multiple tasks successfully. That's according to the Harvard University Center on the Developing Child. Those executive functioning skills are important for higher-level cognition, such as emotional regulation, learning, academic, academic achievement, and mental health, according to the study. They influence our success socially, academically, Professionally and in how we care for ourselves, said Dr. Erica Chiappini, who is the Assistant Professor of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences at the Johns Hopkins University um, School of Medicine in Baltimore. Uh, Though these cognitive processes naturally develop through infancy onto adulthood, they are also impacted by the experiences that we have. And when we have them in our development, yeah. But you know what? I am going to disagree with some things. I think, as we have said here, all things in moderation, right? As parents, we determine how much exposure our children have to technology as they grow. We are living in a technological age, so we're going to have to create balance, I have seen some toddlers can't talk, but they're able to navigate a tablet, your phone. They know exactly which app you to go to, and let me tell you, you don't have to tell them more than once, or show them, rather. You take up the, the device, you put it in front of them, and you tap the app, which tells me their memory is sharp. You don't have to show them after that. Go right ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
9: I also agree with you. And it depends on what you're actually having them watch because I have some cousins and my nephews where the games that we allowed them to play was more math related vocabulary related and they're well above their grade when it comes to those two specific concentrations vocabulary and math so it still depends on what you're allowing them to watch on these tablets
1: exactly sunday had the pleasure of meeting a delightful three or four how old is he marlon three or four
24: Um, yeah
1: between three and four he's out of this world as every time i look at him i looked at him i said this child you know he reminds me of um what's her name i forget the name now but anyway that's besides the point brilliant little boy and what i love is the fact that he his brilliance and his yearning is fostered by his mom, his aunts and those around him. He had his tablet. So he happens to be the cousin of Marlon's cousin, right? <laughs> um, so brilliant. I'm, I'm, I'm still I'm in awe of him. But his mom and his uncles said. They only allow him to watch things that are educational. On the tablet it's educational games every, and anything that stimulates his, his mind and allows him to learn if you listen to this little boy speak he can have a conversation with anyone no matter how old you are and not a conversation like that of Donald Trump when Donald Trump is speaking it's just a few words No, I'm in a full conversation.
9: No, you didn't just throw that shade.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I did. I did. I did. He reminds me of um, Dr. Janice Johnson. Remember um, from the foundation that we promoted last year, Read Across Jamaica, Dr. Marley Diaz.
9: With the books, yes, yes.
1: Marley. Deus. he reminded me of her. I see her in him. At his little age, the ability to hold your attention, demand your attention—I should say—and hold it. We were playing dominoes, and his reasoning. Let me tell you something. I see great things in the future for him as long as they continue to encourage him and motivate him. Yeah. So I don't think it can be damaging. I think it's what you allow them to have access to and the amount of time you have them on it. Go right ahead.
9: I was also going to say the only drawback I see in one specific family member is because of the heightened vocabulary, they feel that they can join the adult conversations and that hasn't been checked yet. So you have to remember that even though they have the vocabulary, they still have to understand that they are still a child and adult conversation is separate from you. Yes. That's, that's the only thing because they, they have the kid all up in the conversation and the kid think you can join any conversation. And it's like, no, yeah not around me. Sorry. Get your butt somewhere else.
1: <laughs> you have to be careful the kind of conversations you have around them. Strongly agree with that. Strongly agree. Too much exposure. Exposure is not good.
9: Right. And they feel because they have such a high vocabulary, they can join in no i'm sorry Mm -mm. (laughs)
1: exactly exactly yeah all right so uh in sports news philadelphia eagles player indicted on rape charges in ohio hold on aren't the eagles heading to the super bowl whoa what a time for this to happen to them A story courtesy of CNN Sports, a player for the NFL's Philadelphia Eagles has been indicted on rape charges in Ohio. That's according to an indictment announced on Wednesday by the Ohio Attorney General's office. A grand jury indicted Josh Sills, 25, accusing him of raping a woman and holding her against her will on December 5th, 2019 in Guernsey County. He faces felony charges of rape and kidnapping the indictment states. It's unclear whether Sills has retained an attorney. CNN has reached out to the Ohio Attorney General's office for more information. CNN has also reached out to the Eagles for comment. The Eagles will face the Kansas City Chiefs at the Super Bowl and is not yet known whether Sills will appear on the team's roster for the game on February 12th. Ooh boy, what is this?
9: Mm-mm-mm. Another career down the drain Because oh, you want to be in control Because that's all it is is—is a man wanting to be in control Of a woman's body
1: It's 2023 I'm going to put the link at the top I'm putting the link at the top 2023 What makes you feel You should do that have the right to that Hmm? (sighs) Um,
9: and and let's also we don't know if it's true or not allegedly but you still put yourself in a situation that this can happen to you
1: yeah never go alone Go with somebody. When you when you move, I move. And a lot of times, Javette, when you take that person with you, they see things that you're not seeing. I don't go nowhere without my husband. He's my eyes, because he, he don't talk much. So everybody thinks he's the nicest person on earth. No, he ain't, but... Um, he'll be paying attention. You have to have an eagle around you. You know, why am I saying eagles? But you need a hawk around you. You know, they stay up in the sky and they see what's going on. Mm -hmm. You need that around. You need somebody like that. Literally. Because a lot of times we get caught up, right? We're so into the conversation and we're not realizing. And if, if I turn to you and I say, no, Javette, it's okay. You can leave me. Javette is going to say, oh, hell no, I'm not. We came here together. We're leaving together. And you're not coming out of my sight. It's not going to be a coulda, shoulda, woulda. Or woulda, coulda, shoulda.
9: After I drop you home, if you <laughs> want to come back out, that's your problem. That's
1: your problem at that point. But I did the right thing. I stood by you. Dragged you kicking and screaming, but your ass going home. We have to protect ourselves, and we have to look out for each other. If I call you and I say, Sonette, I'm going on a date with so, so, so," Sonette's question should be, "Who who, who else going? Where are you going? What time you're going to be there? What time you're leaving there? What you wearing?"
7: send me the drop Send me his ig okay send me his ig and like and i want to know um what's his full name all right send me the drop for where
1: you are i don't care if i'm out of state send me the drop i could possibly send that information to the authoritative need authorities if need be
11: you know moments this brings up a great question what are we telling our young men and our young women you know, as far as situations and, you know, so often they go with friends and they get caught up and everybody's kind of in a frenzy and some alcohol might be there, but man, these are conversations we need to have with our young people mm-hmm. as far as, uh, situations they could possibly be in and how to, what's their safeguard, you know? So just something I thought about here.
1: Good thought. We need to be having these conversations.
11: Honestly,
9: Fabian, I can tell you in my circle, the women has always had these conversations. So I want to know what the men are saying to the boys.
1: Marlon, speak up. What do you tell your boys? Putting you on the spot. Hope you can talk. I know he's probably getting ready for work. He probably can't talk, but when you can. What are you saying? What do you tell your boys? Did you hear what Fabian said? And then what Javet said. What are what types of conversations are you having are men having with their sons? Because we're talking about the um the bas- the football player from the Eagles who is now facing rape charges.
24: Well, bottom line I tell them no is no. Keep your hands to yourself. You know, and if you see something going on when you're with your friends, the first thing you do, because you know the right is right, wrong is wrong, a preset to them, you know right from wrong. And if your friends are doing something and you don't agree with it, and they're trying to, don't let them force you to do anything. You need to call me, i we're going to pick you up wherever you are. Um, do not engage in nothing if somebody tells you no. But I, I beat it in the head from day one, you know. Respect, respect, respect the ladies, respect the woman, have respect. Do not touch anybody who don't want to be touched. You don't own anyone. So that's basically it. Thank you, Marlon. Appreciate
1: that men do not be afraid to have these conversations with your sons and you see this gallus lifestyle where your boys see you going from one woman to another woman to another woman to another woman woman within a short space of time be careful because you're teaching your son to do the same and your sons to do the same when you're carrying them on those excursions and expeditions That's a way to teach them to disrespect women because they see you going from one woman to one woman to one woman. They see, they listen to the conversations. They listen to the lies you're telling these women. They're watching how you touch these women. And they're watching when the women are saying, no, take your hands off me, but you're still touching. So you're teaching them through actions as well. So not only in the conversations, but in what you expose them to. No means no. And don't come to me about, she said no, but she never really meant it. No means no. And if you're going halfway and she said no, back the hell up. No, means, no.
18: One moment, we do that before. Uh, Alfie, you and them said, them change your mind, I'ma stop. Cause, me not go to prison. Me not run them joke there. Uh, you know, me not run them joke there. And afterwards, them tell me, oh, you know, you're, you're, so, you're too nice. I'm say, what do you mean, why am I too nice? I said, no, yeah, but sometimes, I'm going to tell her this one. You said, no, and I know my ear, and I'm going to leave it at that. You know, i got to talk about no, and just to see if I still have a continue, because it's some weird game where you probably play before, and it, to you that means, yes, to see if I really want. No, 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 you, you know, i got not prison feel. You. You're crazy. I'm going to run them jokes there. I'm going to play them games there. I'm going to tell my friend them that I already too. You get me? When I have no kids right now, you know, one day in the future, and I just see a message I I tell them, yo, brother, same thing with my mother and say, yo, keep your hand to yourself. You get me, I say? Don't touch nobody who no want to be touched, or even they want to come touch you, don't touch nobody. Do you like when I see Keenor Reeves, do when I take picture. when everybody I, I get old, oh, women come out and say them get raped or whatever it is. And when I see Keenor Reeves, though, when I take a picture, you looks like you might hug them, but you might not even hug them, you just have them on like behind them but not nah, touch them so them can't say some him, him touch them inappropriately i know them something there right okay. <laughs> you, <laughs> you gotta say? protect yourself Yeah, you have to protect you have yourself to. man you have, you have to. to protect yourself because i may tell out you have some demons out here you hear I me? Mean i say they're not <coughs> so yes. you have to protect yourself
1: have to have to all right let me wrap up real quick got a couple more let me let me wrap up real quick hopefully i can get through this okay so Donna Kelsey, I hope this is how her name is pronounced, uh, is the mother of two Super Bowl bound brothers. So, which son will she support? Story courtesy of CNN Sports. Yes, she has divided loyalties ahead of this year's Super Bowl, and she's got the jersey to prove it. Wow. What would I do? I don't know. The mother of Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis and Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles center, Jason Kelsey, has gained fame. For the half and half top, she's been sporting ahead of the Super Bowl, incorporating the colors of her son's two teams. The mother, the first mother to have two sons play against each other at the Super Bowl, Kelsey is primarily seeing February
7: 12th as a day of celebration. Is she the first one? I thought there no. There's no. somebody
24: else before that. Yeah. yeah,
7: that's not true. The the Mannings were that's playing what against I each other. I thought.
14: Yeah, Peyton or Eli. I've
7: heard that. Yeah, yeah, this happened
1: before. Brothers yeah. played against each other. Yeah. yeah. What the hell is she talking about? She the You a know son?
24: how
9: they they just want <laughs> to like make a new story or regular game.
1: This is Super Bowl, but
7: Super Bowl. I'm sure she, they're not the first I, ones.
1: They're yeah, not. The I first. thought
7: I thought the Giants played against. I forget who Eli played. Not Eli. Um, Peyton played for his last year or whatever years. I thought they played against each other in a Super Bowl. I must be losing. I'm a that. Yeah.
9: Yeah. No, we're gonna have to look that I'm up. It up.
1: Mm, yeah. something something mm, Y'all. Y'all trying us now.
9: Wait, no. Fabian is the sports. Oh, he on the phone. I was just gonna say Fabian is the but sports. But Marlon, Marlon, you, know?
1: you should know, right? I know I'm interrupting this man. He's going to get tired of me. Go ahead, Marlon.
24: <laughs> um,
1: you hear that I, laugh.
24: I don't think they're the first um, brothers. Well, actually, if I, if I can recall, in the Super Bowl, yes, they're the first.
1: Oh, in the in Super the, Bowl, they're the first?
24: Well, in the playoffs, if I can recall, like in playoffs, no, they're not. Oh, okay. I, um, I know Miss was saying uh, the Peyton brothers, but I think it's when Indiana, when they play for the Colts and New York, um, they they didn't play together. Um, one was re- one retired, and but the, both teams went to the Super Bowl. But uh, I think it's Peyton Manning retired before Eli oh, okay. uh, back there, if I can recall, but. I want to believe this is because it's a Super Bowl. But I have to double check and make sure. Yeah. Um, but I think it's in a Super Bowl. But well, the playoffs, no. Um, separate teams, no.
1: Okay.
24: A Super Bowl, I think it's...
1: Okay. All right.
7: Just some, Yeah. We're going right, to have we... to do some research, Javette. Go ahead. I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and there's a story about it. Sorry, Javette.
9: I would do what she do. I would just have on the paraphernalia of each team. That's all. Maybe sew a jersey, one in the front and one in the back, so I can turn around depending on who's winning, you know? (laughs) 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 One name in the front and one name in the back. Oh, Lord. Either way, she a winner. Yeah,
7: okay. So it's... never played each other in the Super Bowl. They did play each other before many times, but it was never... So, okay... Way wrong. Congratulations, okay. ma'am. Okay. Half and half. half and I would half. go left and right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would do half
1: back and front, half back and front. That's what I would do. Uh, yeah. All right. Good, good for them. Somebody's going to win. But they look like twins. These boys look like twins. They could pass for twins. Oh, wow. Okay. So a basketball coach has been fired or basketball coaches have been fired after coach 22 years old allegedly dons a jersey and plays in junior varsity game. <laughs> this is believe it or not news. Oh my gosh. Um, a 22-year-old high school assistant basketball coach who allegedly posed as a player to take part in a junior varsity game has been fired, along with the rest of the coaching staff. Churchland High School received a report last month that a member of the junior varsity JV girls basketball coaching staff Left the bench and played in a game against another school that I can't pronounce the name of. A River High School in Virginia on January 21. The school's assistant basketball coach, Arlisha Boykins, donned a jersey posing as a junior player. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You got to win the game by any means necessary. This one is a little disturbing. Um, Michigan. A six year old orders $1,000 worth of food on Grubhub. How in God's earth did he pull that off? It's all you can eat buffet for a Michigan Boy last weekend. Six year old Mason Stonehouse was playing on his dad's phone. Okay, here we go. Before bedtime, and spent about $1,000 on Grubhub orders. The food started coming to the Chesterfield Township family's home near Detroit around 9 p.m. Saturday night. And. It kept coming. The Stonehouse family's ring camera footage shows delivery after delivery coming to the door. Mason's dad, Keith, was bewildered until he figured out what happened. (laughs) Mason ordered basically every food that ever existed, including shrimp, salads, shawarma, chicken pita wraps, sandwiches, chili cheese fries, and multiple orders of ice cream. So much food was ordered that Keith's bank sent him a fraud alert, declining a $400 order of pizza. What the heck are you doing that case? (laughs) Have a neighborhood get together.
9: (laughs) I saw that on the news this morning. I don't know if you finished. I'll let you finish reading the story and tell you what it's saying. (laughs) Lord have mercy. Go ahead. Go ahead, (laughs) Javet. They said that. At least he left them a twenty-five percent tip. <laughs> oh Lord, at first It was hilarious. His father his father was so calm, but after they finished the story, they said I'm sure he wasn't calm at the moment. But they said Grubhub sent him back a thousand dollars worth of food coupons. <laughs> so for me, I guess he literally he had to pay for everything. He no. couldn't send the a- Back. So it
1: back yeah
9: he's out you know wow. you gotta watch these kids in the phones
1: i guess his parents have money because i would have been screaming hollering up and down the street out of it i'd be naked running up and down the street a thousand
7: dollars worth of food
9: someone but, wouldn't be able to sit down
7: <laughs> but anyway yeah then he was gonna get fixed but wait that's a lot of money See, I'm finally looking at these Couch Brothers. I'm gonna come back to you. They, they, they don't look like twins. They, okay, well, bye. They don't look okay because the picture I see looks like well, anyway, whatever,
1: whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Mason's parents said they tried to turn the six-year-old's um spending spree into a money management teaching moment. Okay. They grabbed his piggy bank and started taking money out, a coin for the pizza, a coin for the shrimp, and so on. I'm sorry, I would have been capturing that piggy bank. It's all mine. I'm sorry. And let me, ah, don't have time. I wish I did, but a couple leave ticketless baby at at an Israeli airport check-in. Are these people serious? They abandoned their baby at an airport check-in desk in Tel Aviv, Israel after arriving without a ticket for the child. The pair who has not been identified were checking in for a Ryanair flight from um, the Ben Gurion Airport in Brussels. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what I would do with these people. It emerged that the baby did not have a ticket and the couple headed off to board the flight, leaving their child behind on the airline check-in counter. You know what? I think they were being slick. They knew that child was going to be put to them. So, um, well, they thought they would have brought the child to them on the plane and that would have allowed them to escape having to buy a ticket. But that was a poor choice, folks. Really poor. Uh, think twice. to give a big thank you to everyone that logged on to QMZRadio.com and Janoradio.com Thank you so much for listening and continue to listen for that party vibe. Keep it logged on to Janoradio.com And for quality music while you work or play, stay logged on to QMZRadio.com Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Thank you for the great conversation. Thank you for the shared views, the varying opinions, and the interesting Perspectives. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in and joining me for Coffee Intel World News on the go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram, moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok, Moments with Me Media. The mean everything is M I. Whatever you do, folks, wherever you go do me, this one favor, please be safe to my family listening on QMZ Radio and JohnNoRadio.com. See you tomorrow morning or see you tomorrow, I should say, 9 a.m. Eastern, because, you know, for some of you, it is what, one (laughs) o'clock or later, different time zones. But I do appreciate you tuning in. Take care of yourselves. This is Moments with me signing out. i